Alright, so we are live. Can you just say something? Make sure that your level is good. Yes. What's up, everyone? I hope you guys uh, are uh, ready for a nice long chat. And no disrespect to the last guy. You sound way better uh, just because he didn't have like a good audio setup. So for me, this is like, and again, no disrespect. The chat was mad interesting, but the sound quality is much nicer today. It's very nice. I like that. Um, well, shout I, out Kimo. Uh, Kimo just popped in the chat too. Kimo is your counterpart Yo, on the How We Kimo. Move uh, remix. What's up, everyone? That's cool. That's a bunch of fun folk out there. And yo, big guy right here. Let's start this off. Let's start this off. Welcome to Bridge the Gap. Bridge the Gap is the show where myself, Holden Stefan Roy. So if you were saw my Facebook poster earlier, it's Stefan. That's how you pronounce my fucking name. Holden Stefan Roy. Uh, and I am Holden Joy. Stefan Roy, okay. No, it's because I made a little post saying, which one is it? And I listed all the ways people have like said it recently. Um but the idea here is to have a conversation with a brilliant motherfucking mind like Mr. C.B. Mack and uh, kind of pick his brain and learn stuff and have conversations and extract the knowledge nuggets and just kind of like build out the experience, you know? Um, now, for me, it's really special because this is not even the first time I talked to C.B. Mack, but C.B. Mack is, is uh, a relic of the pre-bridge the gap era so like we already did <laughs> the first interview and i didn't rewatch it which i realized i have no fucking idea what we talked about but i feel like we covered the bulk of your story in that so i know there's at yeah. least one question i'm gonna have to ask real proper because i don't think we did it right or justice there but from that point i feel like it's gonna devolve in different directions because uh it's episode two with cb max so fun fact you can catch he was the he was at one point the record holder for longest interview before Flacco Bayo of the Liddy Bros stole that shit. I think him or Rico Blocks is holding it right now, at like four plus hours. I I, I checked actually, and uh, a lot of the guys that you interviewed after me just killed my record. Just Yo, a bunch of them. Chemo, uh, was it Chemo or no, Chris Chemo Chrome? Chris Chrome killed it. Yeah. Well, Chris Crumb's different. Like, Chris Crumb's my dude for fucking years. So he was like, I get to talk. And then he, he just ran <laughs> with it. But um, that was also live and apart. So to give you your, your credit, to give you your credit, you are the longest in-person interview. Okay. And that's huge, I right? Because uh, cut out the travel times and shit. You know, it's a big deal. But, yo, yeah, we had a great fucking chat. Yeah. It was, like, on camera two and a half hours. Fucking great chat after. I'd say it led to magical shits, you know? Like, off the fun parts. Yo, just so y'all know, this guy, like, as y'all just heard it, he's one of those lyricists who really takes the time to study and hone the craft, right? Puts in that effort. Guy's not the biggest fan of technology. That's a, that's, a, that's an interesting thing that I learned about him. <laughs> so what happened was... Yeah. Is, he helps me out and jumps on this track that like literally three other people had failed to like fill out the spots are so shout out him and shout out chemo since both of them came through they both got a version but cb matt got me his uh things at a literal day first so he got to make the album version and then chemo come out a little bit later and then uh we made this cell phone music video and CB Mac was such a fucking trooper about jumping on and doing the best with having fun with it all. He's a fucking great guy. We chit chat a bunch over the last little bit of all the people I personally interviewed. 
I like you on a personal level the most. No offense to anyone else. You're my, you're my favorite sure, guy that I've met throughout the course of this adventure and project. Um, shout out Willie Scandals because I'm pretty sure it's because of Willie Scandals we linked up because we were featured together on this little fucking kicking it live cypher thing. I don't know if that came first or after the interview was around then. But shout out Willie Scandals. He kind of linked us up and we've been kind of chit-chatting. And you, you, want, you guys want to hear a little fun fact? A little spoilery poo, little thing. CB oh. Mac, myself, fucking Willie Scandals, Polish Flow, and Criticar going to be working on this little, this little fucking group project that we've all written a bunch of bars for. So that's how much I fuck with CB Mac, that we're going to continue to work together and make magic happen. And, you know, it's kind of fun to bring that up. But on that note, I do want to ask you the proper token question. But also, I don't know if I asked it proper, but just for the people, you're born in Montreal? I don't remember if you yes, are. Yes, I am born. Big yeah. respects. So, you know, real proper. Yes, I'm definitely born. Um, and let's ask the first question because um, I don't think I, I had it back then. So I'm going to ask that and we'll just see where the conversation goes from there. So this comes uh, okay. with my girlfriend. She's the star of this question. Well, at least she's the inspiration. <laughs> um, she's okay. washing the dishes one time and uh, she's playing this Black Eyed Peas song. Just like, I got a feeling... You know that shit there And uh, what I realized while she's washing them dishes She's doing her shit She's probably singing the shits or whatever Is that brought me back to like You know being 21, 22 And being in the bars And jumping up in circles and shit to that very song And I had the epiphany That club music and chores music Might be the same music at different times In a person's life I, So with yeah. that in mind It brought me back yeah. to my youth and it made me realize that when it came down to musics and shit, it isn't just like what I liked. It started a little bit before that. So it really comes in with like fucking my parents and what was around me. So when my mom's is doing the chores and shit, it's some discos and it's chore music. And my dad's got the Zeppelins and the things like that going on. And then as I asked people, I realized there's fucking car musics, there's sibling musics and all that other kind of shit. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. we really did the early part of your life some justice. So let's let's like recover that bit before we like jump into the whatever comes next. Because I don't really, I don't know. I was going to we're winging it a little bit um so what was your early music life like before you had control when the sounds of your parents and other influences were thrust upon you and uh just kind of well, like um, yeah what was going on back when you was young well, i would say the first exposure to music was obviously definitely my my mom and it was a lot of like temptations aretha franklin uh uh, well, so there's there's some other ones that I can name that uh, oh um you know the the singer she was uh what's that I can't even think of the name right now old school singers basically on record players and things like that mm. mostly R and B but a lot of the good stuff a lot of folk music things like that and a bit of disco here and there um, and then as I grew older, you know, you want to explore into to music itself. You, you don't really have a base yet. You just, you like everything or you, whatever captures your yeah, ear. Yeah, but let's, you like let's just still keep it when you're young. We're still when you're young. There's yeah, more yeah, to so talk that's about. That's what I mean. So, so when, I was, when I was young and I was actually going out and getting music. How young were you uh, when you were first, going out and getting music? I mean, was this, this is when I was in, I was in Ontario for, for a bit. So I must have been eight maybe 10, something like that, you know, going to Blockbuster right, and things like that. Let's go back to when you were like five. 
So even before Five. then. I Okay. What's it like? Your parents is using tapes, is there records? Is it radios? It's record, it records, records, radios and tapes mostly. I would say mostly records. My mom had a lot, had a lot. And then uh then into tapes. Radio radio once in a while, yeah. I remember Q92 was on a lot. Q92 and then when they changed it, I was I was completely lost. I had no idea uh, where the radio went. It just transformed into like um, Virgin something. I don't know. But yeah. Q92 was what I was listening oh, to. Oh, Star. Q92. Was that Star 92.9 or is that anyway? No, that's not. That's it's just another one. No, that's something. That's something. That's the other right. one that's right around there. <laughs> you know, if any of y'all know <laughs> your old school Montreal radio stations on that 92 part of it, Q92. Yo. Is it Q- Q92? That was that's what I was listening to. Q92 and Shome. I still listen to Shome though. I like. Um, what's Shome like these days? What is the current Shome like? Shome, I I still enjoy. They still play a lot of the old classics. They bring a lot of new stuff in as well, but it still sounds good to me. I mean, it's it's a mix of the old and the new, mm. but I find the new is still quality. I, I still I would still love listening to their records now if if I was out buying records i was just because okay show had some eras first it was current rock and then that current rock became classic rock and they didn't update their fucking thing they just updated (laughs) their name then all of a sudden it was lincoln park and shit and i was like this is the best era of show ever um and then it became classic rock again or something i might be off a little bit on my timeline and then it became the melange of everything show that i remember about five or six years ago and i don't know if it's had a major update since then what i've been listening to every day uh, well, every day that I do go out uh, and listen to the radio because it's only in my car, um, mm. it feels like it's a mix. I hear a lot of classic rock. I hear some Green Day, uh, and then I hear some uh, some Led Zeppelin. It's like it's it's back and forth. I I, I prefer it that way personally because yeah. I like the mix of different types of rock. Shout out Natasha Marie, just because she's like I remember when Lincoln Park hit the radio. I lost my shit personally. I remember when I first heard in the end the music video and shit. Or yeah. no, it was crawling. It was fucking crawling. Crawling was the first, heard, yeah. crawling was the first one. I copped that fucking hybrid theory. I was <laughs> yeah. sold for fucking life. Okay. I had Meteoroa a nuts. week before it dropped, dude. I don't even know how I found it. I think it, yo, it was the Napster days. I was on like fucking Napsters oh, and Napster, shit. Wow. Fucking combing it. <laughs> I remember this one fucking time. It was somewhere I belong. I had a version that was just pieces of the song. And that was like, I was, I was just, cause you know, I was such a fan at like 14, 15 that like, I yeah, was willing yeah. to listen to pieces of the just fucking pieces song. Of it. Yeah, it's funny, Gosh. yeah. That's a fan, man. That's a dedicated fan right there. Just give me a part of it. All right. Just give me a part. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> it's a different era back then. That's crazy. Yeah. So you grew up with all sorts of shit. So there was vinyls. Uh, and uh, would you feel like your mom or your dad or whoever had the most influence on that shit back then? Who controlled the music? At that age, mom, mom and my uncle, actually, my uncle, actually, you know what, come to think of it, I remember long drives at that age, going to Cornwall, Ontario, and hey. listening to a lot of, yeah, my grandma <laughs> listening to there. a lot of country, folk, and like, old pop, so like, like, I guess Beatles and, and things like that, um, but yeah, my background of music, listening to it, growing up with it, is just everything. It's just uh, it's just a, a mesh of every type of genre. Sorry. Was there a lot of hip hop when you was little? There was zero hip hop. Yeah. When I was growing up, zero until I hit high school, close to high school, when I was introduced to my first 
uh, tape. It was a tape. Actually, it was, there was two. It was Puff Daddy and the, and the Fam. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was Mace, Harlem World. Those hey. are the first two. <laughs> Listen, Bad Boy did a whole lot to make sure that those tapes made it into the hands of people up in Montreal like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they worked hard to get that worldwide recognition. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They did a good job though, man. Those 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 albums were uh those are definitely my childhood. Those and and I got onto DMX and Rough Riders and uh who else did I get into it? I only got into Keras one later because I was into this, you know, this gangster shoot 'em up style, which is mean, it's cool. At that time you... it was awesome. It was it was but also, what else was there? Like, again, we're in Montreal, right? <clears throat> so just to con- we're about the same yep. age. So I have a very good idea of, like, what your high school musical life and what was popping out there, right? Like, we're, like, in high school when Get Rich or Die Trying drops, right? Like, that's the landscape of yeah. music. Uh, all of that shit. Yeah, it's the, it's the shady aftermath takeover. It's, like, when fucking um, yep. DMX was on top of shit. And then it all disappeared and Lil Wayne showed up. <laughs> And I don't want to say that with disrespect. I used to be a Wayne hater. Now I'm a huge fan of Wayne. Wayne's the fucking shit. I like his music a lot. I, but I used to be a big old fucking hater face about that shit. Uh, it took me a while. I didn't even know who Lil Wayne was for a long, long time. Um, just because, and that's one thing about me that I, I learned over the years is that when it comes to certain things that interest me, it's so, there's certain details to that interest that, other i guess other artists in that in that craft don't fulfill those those criteria i guess so i i don't listen to them because they suck i don't think they suck or anything i think there's certain things that i'm looking for that they don't provide so i don't listen to them so on on that note little wayne was in there he kind of still is for me but he was in there at that moment so i didn't even my ear didn't catch him Mm because i wasn't listening to that so I was just listening to a whole bunch of other stuff. All right, let's talk, talk a little bit Wayne, about... But... Okay, because like Lil Wayne... Let's talk about like high school. How are you getting your music in high school? Are you like an avid purchaser or are you like the rest of us with the downloading? Or... I was I was an album getter, man. I would go get albums and I had this thing where I would get the albums of the artists I knew. But I would also, once in a while, I'd go on a mission and say, I'm going to go give an artist a chance. I would just go pick up a random album I would buy it. I wouldn't even test it. I would just buy the album. And more often than not, um, it was actually interesting. I remember, <laughs> this is a little embarrassing, but I remember picking up a, a Masari album. I don't even know. Do you remember Masari? Not even. Uh, some might remember him. It's that uh, uh, Be Easy. He was in the clubs like crazy. Be Easy on the top of bottle. I don't remember the rest. But anyways, I picked up his album. It was a polished album. It, it's crazy Yo. club R&B type style. We just got a hot question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Natasha Marie knows him. But Ismail wants to know art. how much the well, cover yeah, art Ismail affected your choice. The cover art didn't so much affect my choice um, in me purchasing it. Sometimes the cover art gave me like a little bit of uh inhibitions like when i saw masari's cover i looked at this and i'll be like this is probably gonna be bad <laughs> just from looking at it, but that was just that was just me <laughs> giving a <laughs> an initial judgment on it which it, when i bought it i'm glad i bought it anyways was wrong because i actually enjoyed it in the sense that everything was clean the mixing was clean the songs were just 
packed into a neat little box. They weren't the most thought-provoking songs. They weren't uh, going to win Grammy, uh, not Grammys, but they weren't going to win any kind of awards or anything. But they fit the mold for what they were trying to achieve, which I'm assuming was club beats. And that's what they did. So Be Easy, I found, was the best song on there. The rest were cool, but a little repetitive. They were radio um, heads. That's what you're describing. Yeah. Which yeah. is fair. Um, you ever came across chopped and screwed music? All right. So DJ Crystal Clear here. And why he's asking is a pointed question. He chops and screws people's albums and music. Are you familiar with the world of I'm, chopped and screwed? I'm not familiar. No, I'm not. Um, slowed down and affected up. I don't really know how to describe it. It was uh, Houston shit. Uh, DJ Screw uh, basically invented this shit. It's southern kind of so when you hear that really slow distorted like wobble 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 kind of effect that gets added on a shit warped is a good way okay. to put it it's really fucking okay. cool it's a vibe like it's a vibe and once you understand the vibe it's fucking fire all right like i'm really into it okay. after i got into it you have to go down some maybe educational wormholes to like fully because yo a lot of music for me at least the history matters once i understand the history the music makes sense and i get it and i fucking feel it right um but yeah, so DJ Crystal Clear is basically going, given you enjoy the overall effect of the chopped and screwed experience, would you consider working with somebody like him to uh, chop and screw one of your projects to remix it? I mean, I have no idea. I'd have to hear it, but I mean, it could Obviously. be interesting. It definitely could be interesting. I'm down to try it out for sure. That's the greatest answer because that's the open-minded answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say no and I can't say yes. Other than the fact that I'm willing to try it because I have no idea what it is really. So why not try it and see see what happens? It might be the greatest thing in the world. I'd be like, what have I been missing? <laughs> it's a vibe. Um, I'm down. I'm it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know how, like, basically it takes your song and it applies, like, not to say a template, but a particular style to your track and it distorts it in a way, like, okay. kind of like adding distortion to a guitar and playing the same track again. It's It's a cool effect. I'm intrigued. I'm actually, I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't know. I'm fascinated by that shit. Cause somebody was like, can you send me the acapellas of one of your tracks and I'll, I'll make a new version. I'm like, that's a thing people can really get done. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fucking in, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking cool. So yo, you were one that's of the guys who bought them. That's awesome. You were saying album covers may have deterred you more than encouraged you, if I understand fucking correctly. Yeah, definitely. But I still forced myself to just, it was at the end, it was basically pick randomly. I, I would choose the genre because I'm not the biggest pop fan. Pop is cool once in a while, but I won't go and get a, a pop album. Mm. I'd lean more into, like, I, I picked up a Dream Theater album and was blown away. And those guys are awesome. I wouldn't um, consider them very pop, though. Dream Theater is actually really cool. I mean, it's, you, they're like if you're going to get a Dream Theater, oh, yeah, it's at least a seven, eight minute song with yeah. with vocal solos, guitar solos, drum solos, piano solos. <laughs> it's I love it. It's awesome. I love how open-minded um, you are. Because it's you're like, a, you got to understand, the guy, for those that haven't heard his music, this guy is like technically fucking proficient. I we talking like if you were to hear his music, it's like mad, like particular rhyme centric. Yes, the beat he rides it, but yo, it's rhyme centric. And he's like 
man, I'm putting on Dream Theater and shit. It's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> it's fucking cool. Well, like, like uh, I put on my story recently. I've just been vibing out to uh, to Ronnie James Dio. I mean, I, I, that's another one. I, I bought his album at a random pick, and it has not failed me. And now I'm I'm fixated on a song called um, "Lock Up the Wolves." It's just I I finished work today, got in the car, threw that on, and I was just like. I was ready to go like, yeah, man, the, the, the rest of the day is, is done. You know, I'm taking over. It was just that vibe. It, it gave me that energy. And, I like uh, that. I, I can listen to anything, man. Like I, I strict, especially nowadays, I don't strictly just listen to hip hop because I find when I do listen to hip hop, for me now, unless it's something brand new, it's for a purpose. So once in a while, I'll throw on, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw on Mad Child because I want to hear... Yeah. the rhymes he wrote the words he used how he used them and gives me an idea like oh okay i could use it like that or i could write it like that that's actually pretty cool i didn't think of it that way as opposed to new hip-hop in in my case not necessarily the new generation but just a new artist or song i haven't heard yet i'll listen to it because it's brand new and then if i like it or if it's something that's that's caught, uh, caught my ear or my eye my mind it's going to be on repeat. I'm going to listen to that specific song over and over and over until I decipher like the rhyme schemes for one are always important to me. I want to hear the rhyme schemes and how he wrote it because it just blows my mind sometimes. And it gives me ideas for my writing. So hip hop is more for a purpose. The rest, even though I still technically break it down, even rock, I listen to rock now because I want to hear I want to hear the, the, the voice. I want to hear a booming voice, unless it's screaming. I want to hear a, a certain type of scream and I want to hear the guitar solo, but like if the guitar solo doesn't deliver the way I'd like it to be delivered, I was cool, but I'm gonna pass. It's, I don't know. There's all technical details when I listen to certain music. Hmm. I feel I you, it. man. I respect all of that. I'm, I'm a little like, I'm a little more whorish with it. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I started doing the album reviews, right? Yeah. And so what happened is, is like, I, I did Lil Yachty and I remember it very particular that like when he dropped, that was really colorful and he got in some trouble because of the colorful nature of the cover, we can say with its yeah. LGBTQT plus kind of leaning tendencies. I, went, I bumped the album and I was like, flat out, this is some banging ass, amazing music. I was like, this is really good music. Is it amazing rapidly rap stuff? Nah, but the bars weren't like bad. Like people were saying. And it's yeah. like nothing lived up to the negative reputation that it had. Like, in fact, objectively listening to it, I'm not going to lie with like people dancing and shit. Like it's better than a lot of shit, especially if you want to dance. And dancing got real important to me in the last year because I lost a lot of weight, got in some shape and shit. And I'm like, I can move yeah. now. Let's get into this, you know, get into it. <laughs> and now I yeah. listen to a lot of shit and I'm like, you know, some of this rapidly rap shit, there's like no danceability to it beyond a little two step. And I'm like... Yeah. Oh, that's why people listen to all this other shit. They want girls to show up. Okay. Hey, man. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like Tupac said, rap for the ladies. The ladies bring the guys. <laughs> yo, there's a lot of truth in that, man. Because, yo, a lot of these, like, even, like, if we look at these Facebook contest groups, and I'm, no disrespect to it, but, like, how many girls are in these groups? It's a lot. It's, it's very Nine. battle rap centric. And I don't mean to disrespect yeah. that. There's a lot of open-mindedness to it. Anybody's welcome, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a general, like, heavy testosterone-driven hip-hop feel to it. Yeah. And uh, there's not a lot I, of melodies up in there. 
on that note, uh, it, it's true though, because I feel it, it certain, okay, hip hop in general, it is uh, based on competition. Just even that battles, but not even that. When you listen to another artist, I find anyways, when I listen, say I listen to you, mm. I hear the way you wrote and how you crafted your rhymes. My competitive side's like, well, I want to do that, but better. Not, like not. Not not to disrespect you, but just in general as a craft, I want to yeah, do I'm better. Cool that. But that's I, what I mean. So like, you, that's a huge compliment. You're like, I listened to you and it inspired me to want to crush you. That means I didn't suck. But that's what I mean. <laughs> that's amazing. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, again, not to sound, uh, this isn't even sexist. It's just the fact that women aren't as aggressive as men. So it makes sense that hip hop doesn't pull or doesn't attract as many uh, female fans as in the the hip hop that's more about just those bars of the, the technical bars and like hit and 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 the competition side of it if you have a melodic hook or uh some kind of melody inside that kind of eases up i feel like with that incorporated in it you can gain more female fans just so. because of the sound of it it just sounds less aggressive as opposed to just straight bars straight just you rapping on everything, even though it might be amazing, which usually it is, but the sound of it is just, it's like a machine gun. It's just like, bah, 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 bah. there's no facts. time to relax, have some tea and dance a bit, you know? Like <laughs> but it's also like, yo, check it. Like, this is an interesting segue. Shout out Natasha Marie. She said, that's why most femcs are alpha females, because it's like, it's the only way in the door. And that has a yeah, huge part of yeah. the culture. But I think what's changed is that like, just like the art of like being a rapping MC in the conventional sense of what it used to be. And then there is like um, kind of the way music is just kind of opened up. So one of the things I learned talking to the younger end of people doing this journey is these kids is growing up with YouTube their whole life. So like to them, it's like fucking whatever was popping in like the, the pop world next to the hardcore rap next to it. So like the lines are way less like in a box compared to the way we are. So there's a huge bunch of differences with the youth that's just changing shit up in a big way. But like yeah. even then, like I was just thinking as you were saying that the culture didn't exactly like pave a lot of lanes for it you know what i found was an interesting discovery across my uh classic quest journey is most of these first albums that women dropped had to have a male in the industry kind of write them up on the first track giving them a cosign and the girl doesn't oh, yeah. even show up until track two in most of these albums i'm talking to little kim the fucking most of them. Any one of these people's first albums I've, I've touched. And not, it's not exclusively the case, but even like fucking Rod Digga and shit has like a guy bringing her in on the first track. I don't remember who it is. And I, I just thought that was like, wow, why is it like all the classic female rappers had that? And it's like, why was that the norm, right? Like that's some shit yeah, where like yeah. looking at it from 2020, I'm fucking bamboozled, right? Like I don't understand the culture that created that shit, but... I don't know, man. I've also seen, like, just on the other side of it, like, dudes is just mad disrespectful to, like, the fact that female rappers with talent exist. Like, I will never forget this time I watched a hip-hop madness, or maybe not him, one of them, and he was like, there's no good MCs. And, like, Rhapsody was literally nominated for a Grammy as that video came out. And I'm like, dog, like, literally Rhapsody. Go look at Rhapsody. She's she's killing it. Like people just refuse to acknowledge that there are like people in the game that don't rely on sex to sell. Like people refuse to acknowledge it. Like they pretend it doesn't even fucking exist for some reason. 
Oh, I mean, they're just going to get left behind then because the fact is that everything changes. Everything's got to change. It's just the way it is. And it's the fact that it's music. Anyone can do it. If they're dedicated enough, they, anyone can do it. So, I mean, if you put in enough time and effort, it doesn't matter if you're male or female or whatever it is. If you have the dedication, you're going to get really good at it and it's going to be amazing. So, I mean, just yeah. the idea of of thinking one one type or area of life is is supposed to be dominated by one type of um gender is is kind of um nearsighted yeah i'm with you on that i absolutely am convinced that the lady mcs i've seen perform in this city bring it harder than we do they try harder they come more prepared than we are and yeah. uh i'm convinced they're gonna take over because they're gonna own social media more than we can i mean don't they already own social media all I'm saying is there's like this there's a few people I've been watching and they just like come through and they drop their shit and it's gonna fucking take over and they go I I see Natasha Marie fucking laughed at that but like I'm like straight up yo check it like how the fuck yo a girl goes on TikTok and I go on TikTok and we do the same thing and just by nature of shit like she's gonna get more views and shit she comes through and and you don't even have to fucking show your ass you just have to be a woman. And, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It, this is just rules of fucking number growth by being a person. And Natasha, yeah. the way you post, you're classy and boss. You're going to fucking own on social media, though. <laughs> like, you don't come off unattractive. You come off queen, right? You're just as, you're just, you're getting crazy. You get way more likes than I do just by existing on social media. I have to, like, fucking. You know, you know what I think that is, though, which I find hilarious because it's, it's, it's obvious because I've been, I've been a victim of that as well. Whereas if you take two accounts, say you take a male account, his picture the way he is, oh, my bad, um, takes a picture of himself, he's posing, doing whatever his thing for, for his, his, uh, his page, and he does hip hop. You take a, a female artist who just, you know, she's puts her photo up, same thing, she does hip hop. Just by looking at the pages without even checking the music, most people will go towards the female if they're not i would say uh, sure uh, sure there's exceptions just because <laughs> it's a female but it's not to, it's not to say she, she can't rap and 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 he can or vice versa or anything like that but it's it's more from the the social media standpoint because it's so overloaded with can i just say dudes are thirsty can i just say because yes, dudes exactly. are thirsty you don't have yes, to say exactly. it then you're covered dudes is thirsty but it's true. And I remember when I would, I, I've, I've went on accounts that I thought like, okay, like she, I see her, she's good looking. Cool. Check her out. See what she's about. And I found some amazing people uh, through it. But then at the same time, I caught myself sometimes saying like, this is just like, well, why, why, why am I doing this? Like this person has no affiliation with anything I'm interested in. All I saw was a, a cute, a cute uh, chick and thought maybe what I can like, Slidener DMs is that is that what's going on now? Is that is that the term they use now? Just sliding the DMs. So I, I feel we, like a lot of I think we've all been a there, lot of though. fans. Sorry, I think we've just all been there. Everybody yeah, has been definitely. in that moment. Definitely, and I feel like that's that can go both ways. Definitely can go both ways. But I feel like a lot of followers, fan bases, subscribers, whatever it is, because men are we're, we're thirsty. <laughs> we tend, we tend to what is, uh, what is this term I heard simp 
You want me to break that down for you? Do you know what a simp is yet? Yes, you you clarified it for me. I had a bunch of people clarify it for me, including Danny as well. (laughs) Um, I get it now. But I feel like that's another indicator that we're in the age of this simp. It's so weird, man. It's weird. It's It's not weird in a bad way. It's weird because it's one of the first times I've really seen women just bulldoze men over and it got cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's a it's a trend. It's a thing. Yo, it's not even going away. Like, there's a lot of women who don't even have to try. And I'm mm-hmm. again, this is to like that not okay. Like, there's there's people who do it by like shaking booties and shit. But then there's yeah. people who do it by just existing, who really don't do it, but still get it right. Even like, yeah. I watch innocuous fucking YouTube commentary ladies, and they're like, I know to my Sam's, this is the closest thing you're fucking getting. And it's like they make yeah. their, these self aware jokes because they know that the most innate, innocent motherfucker is still good. Like, the, sorry, the most innate, innocent content creator is still somehow attracting simps that are willing to offer them money for like feet pics and shit. That's this funny. is a whole thing. One time I met somebody off of like the internet and they I actually brought me over in a consultant role to be a social media consultant on how to market their foot fetish fucking OnlyFans. So I had a whole meeting with this per. It didn't go anywhere because they ended up getting back with their ex and not pursuing that opportunity. <laughs> but on the real, uh, like there are people willing to put up serious cash for like, okay, like I found out like if you put like food in your sock and squish your feet around, that's a whole group. Yo, there's some serious shit, but dudes is going to pay some serious fucking money for that crap. I don't know. It is what it is. I wonder if it's a, I wonder if it's like a whole give and take of, of, of power and control. Whereas the, the guy thinks that he can control her by giving her money to do stuff for him, but she's also controlling him by saying, yeah, I'll do it if you give me money. So it's like, is this, power struggle between people but it's in the safe zone because it's online i don't know if it's 100 percent that because actually okay i happen to work with some people who used to work at mind geek which or manwin or whatever the fucking company that owns pornhub so i know people who used to work there about their paid model and they basically uh make their money off of 45 to 65 year old men yeah that's who buys porn and what it really is is very similar to like people who support people on patreon it's actually more in line with that um so like Look, if you're watching a whole lot of porn, look, there might be a person or two along the way that you become, yo, they have a good channel. And in this same kind of economy, so there's one channel I'm fascinated by. I don't want to go into too much detail, but it's a dude with several ladies and they do live streams and they have a whole, basically it's this, like what we're doing, only live sex shows and shit. So there's this whole like economy, kind of people can like tip to like make them fucking do whatever actions they want to do in whatever it's yeah. like, so in that regard it creates this whole idea so in only fans you get access to stuff but at like a certain amount of money you can ask for customs so let's say you're up on twitter because yo they give away a lot on twitter i yo don't go on twitter and like go down these rabbit holes at work and computers and stuff but like on twitter everything is allowed right there's no like censorship like if you want to see bell delphine right now with a thingy inside of her it's actually available that's part of the controversy she has so shit's allowed on twitter proper proper and um so you can go on twitter now and especially if you're an older person and you're not super internet savvy you may start to you know become attracted to some of these creators that you're now following now they're just creating content it's really no different than what we do it's the subject matters. And then it creates the same kind of relationship dynamic. 
and it kind of all boils down into this world where they they play the same game they have a whole bunch of networks where they link up and they make friends the kind of like how we roll in in squads and trying to do the same kind of stuff it's just that what they do has a much higher conversion rate well because it's i i'm assuming it's because it's taboo in certain ways it's simps there's a whole economy for it. There is not an economy right now. Okay, like, like it's a supply and demand thing too. It's new, right? So all of a sudden yeah. for the first time, you can kind of custom pay your porn star, right? Like that's kind of new if you really think about what's happened here. That didn't exist before. It's like Patreon for porn. It's, it's, it's a brand new concept and it's really mainstream because of news stories. So everyone's getting on. Plus, how many people started doing yeah. it? this last little while how many people discover what it's like to be a musician these days that's all i'm trying to say that was my favorite meme of 2020 is how many girls found out what it's like to be a fucking rapper <laughs> favorite meme of 2020 yeah, that's, that's actually really funny um, I, I know of two uh two artists that started doing only fans uh ne- neither neither one of them though i believe do, does nudes just more erotic type photos but i i still found it yeah <laughs> keep talking i'm just plugging in my shit I still found it interesting how um, both, well, one of the two, I know is very successful uh, entrepreneur. She has a bunch of stuff. Uh, she does interviews, she did talk shows, she has her own music. Um, she, she does a whole bunch of stuff. And when she went to the OnlyFans, I was kind of shocked because I didn't seem like her personality, but she said she wasn't doing nudes. I haven't checked it out even though the OnlyFans is free, apparently for her. Uh, so I don't know how she's making money off it. But I found it interesting how artists are now also doing OnlyFans, which I was interested to do OnlyFans, but doing it in a, in a way that has no news. It's just OnlyFans. Yeah. OnlyFans okay. come on let's, and let's hear put it exclusive out there. music. Well, Only, OnlyFans got a porn inflection because Patreon had to kick the porn stars off because of some Visa MasterCard bullshit. I don't know exactly what oh, happened. Okay. And OnlyFans was able to still process for some reason. And it's like OnlyFans existed before this like association. OnlyFans is fucking Patreon, but they let porn stars. Yeah, on. yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Yeah, okay. Any like I would open an OnlyFans if I already didn't have a whole thing set up, and like I don't want to like fucking yeah, yeah, convert yeah. the shit over. Um, yeah. I don't know how to answer that, Crystal Clear. That's the best fucking questions in my opinion. I mean, they're out, they're they're out the wall. I love it. Yeah, this guy's a great addition to my chats in in like a great way in my opinion. Ooh, it looks like we lost a follower. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Um, yo, what up, Lindell? Anyway, that's okay. We just doing this um chit chat thing. We just do. We just. Ha- I'm enjoying this conversation because yo, OnlyFans is a viable marketing option, and it actually is really in line with what I think the future of music marketing is. Right? Like, let's be real. Album sales might not be the best performing thing in the history of our careers. True. I I think you probably sold more to me because you pushed your shit for sale more than I ever did. I gave my shit away free and heavy. But I have I, sold very little. I didn't, I, I, oh yeah, I sold very little as well, but I don't think I've ever pushed for sales. The only time I did that recently is once I went on to Bandcamp and just, I suggested like either way, it's accessible on Bandcamp, but it's also accessible everywhere else. And I also put it on Reverb Nation and SoundCloud. So, I mean, you can listen to it for free if you want and download and everything. So it's not a big deal. Um, it's more about, I want to know if people enjoy it. I want to know if, if you enjoy it, 
then just like anyone else, if you enjoy something that someone does, if you support them, it only helps them to make more of what you enjoy. So mm -hmm. I understand where OnlyFans and Patreon is the same thing. It's it's more like, how do you say? It's an interconnected community of like, I like your your music, so I'm gonna pay that. I'm gonna do give you that one dollar per month, maybe more, um, because I want to see you put out more stuff because I really like what you do. Vice versa, but I'm a, say I'm a painter. You but you like my paintings. Yo, I love I love your work, man. I love watching you do your videos for the, how you make your paintings. So I'm gonna support you. If everyone did that, then the whole community would just support itself and you would just have an interconnected web of self-supporters and you'd reach out to more and more fans. And to me, that is just like something I've been thinking about way back. Um, how, why don't we just work together instead of everyone competing with each other, just help work together. And we just, everyone lifts each other up and you all have it's a platform, you all benefit from it. That's the it is complicated, answer. but I mean... It is, it is very complicated, but in the end, it's so beneficial, so beneficial to everyone involved that it just makes sense to put in the work and do it anyway. I think people have to have aligned goals for that to work. And we all have very different goals. I think we get along because philosophically we have very aligned visions for shit and how we want to approach things. You and yeah. I both value community in a similar kind of way. Other people might be more money centric. Other people might be more this centric. Yeah. Other people, so sometimes motivations come up. But then there's also like, let's be real. A lot of us all want to be the be the person, be the one that's there leading the ship, being the guy that runs the team, right? So yeah. I think at a league level, you're right. A lot of teams need to work together. The problem is, is that when it comes down to making a team, it's like everybody wants to play the same position and there's just too many people playing that position right now and there's not enough people trying to... I'm not saying across the board. I'm saying that's kind of why my answer to your question is, is everyone wants to be in the same fucking position without necessarily mm -hmm. A, understanding what it takes or B, recognizing that not everybody can have those roles. Like, you can, you can like have everybody go live at the same time but then who's watching who, you know, like if we're not even so the DJs are winning because there's True. a coordination happening. And actually, the DJs are really proving your point. Um, so take them. Uh, so I'm talking like pre and Kobe has got one click that there's like eight or nine of them. They do these bangers and mash on Tuesdays. So literally from like 12, 10 in the morning, straight up to like fucking midnight, they've got a schedule and they collectively raid each other and kind of keep the train of fans moving along. And then I saw Blasters is involved in a whole other one on Wednesdays, and I was just there vibing. Now what they're doing is creating a core fan base of people that want to come through. So it starts with each of the DJs bigging up each other, but they're already all kind of doing the same thing and have their own teams in okay, place. Yeah. That's the thing is these guys already have their teams in place. They have their admins, access to their designers, access. so they're all like, collectively the boss representations with organized cliques and units working together what i notice is that there's not as many organized cliques and units to work together with on on the side of what i've been anecdotally exposed to or at least that i have not personally met or worked with because i may be antisocial, and so for all of this part of the conversation trust that i know that i did not play nice with others for a very very long time and I'm learning how to like uh, be like, you know, a team player in the game. Okay. That's like, this is, but we then yeah. like ask questions like, 
how do we all work together? But like, who really wants to do the interviews as an example? Look, like, why did it take, you know, like who mm -hmm. wants to, who wants to do the album reviews and reactions? Who wants to play all the other alternative roles that need to get played to build up the scene when everybody wants to be MC frontman? But that's why you find people who are strong in that area and you connect with them. That's a hard it's, it's, thing. I don't think it's about, it is hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I don't think it's about, I don't, in my, in my, the way I see it is that I agree. You can't have a team of MCs because all the MCs are going to be want to want to be the MC. That's just the way it is because it's a competition. We want to be, we want to get the praise. We want to get the accolades and, the, and we want the other guys to get it as well. But you know, after us, because we're better in our minds, big facts or whatever it is. No, you're being honest, big so, facts. So what I think is the, like you were explaining, the team that you want to build is a team that it excels in different areas that uh, cohesively builds this kind of kingdom. So you have the MC or the front man or whatever it is, but you also have the interviewer. You also have the musician. You also have the engineer, but you also have the social media, um, the head of social media, the A&R, whatever it is. You have all those areas filled, but not because you put them there. They were already doing their thing doing it well and they like what you do so you work with them Big and then it goes around in a circle so here's so where you the... all enjoy what each other does so you just brought up an amazing thing do you know what every other position realized i can charge the rapper and you know what happened the rapper paid for a decade how the fuck you like that's where we're at right now that's the truth of it who like if you're an engineer you know you can make that money if you're a video guy you know you can make that money if you're a social media consultant you know you can make that money and if you're a rapper, you're kind of sitting there going, shit. Well, if that's the case, then it takes people who are willing to put in the work and not try to siphon money out of everyone because they know the money's going to come either way. It's about building a project. It's about building a future goal. So to, in order to do that, you I have help to help each other, not siphon each other. So, so I'm not like against what you're saying, but I want to challenge that because I think this is an interesting conversation because mm -hmm. I talk to a lot of sides here, right? <laughs> Um, and I look at it like, yo, the amount of like hours that goes into even what I'm doing is insanity. Then when money's coming in like years, right? So the problem with a lot of these statements is that like people are asking for like three to four years of sacrifice and then the money comes. And that's where a lot of people go, but bro, I got to eat. And then it's like a different reality. And I'm not trying to contradict you. I'm saying that if you were to go ask the engineer, you go ask the video guy, that's going to be, yo, I got to eat too, dog. But here's the thing. They can just eat off their craft and they're living their best life already. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we could all eat off, eat off our, our craft. Um, if we put in enough time and work and effort and, and branched out, uh, we could all just do our own thing. Not ever, like, yes, obviously we have a care, but we could all do our own thing, be successful to a certain degree and never have to work with anyone else uh, other than, out of necessity. Um, but I feel that it, to me anyways, it makes more sense for longevity, not just for longevity, but for the opportunity to create new things, branch out in different areas, because say I work, say just for argument's sake, say it's a dual group, me and you, we're the MCs. And then we have another guy that is our engineer, but then we have uh, another one that's going to book us shows. 
and, and book us events, whatever, all these things. He could book events by himself with bigger name artists and make a ton more money. But he, I don't know, whatever his, his uh, motivation is, but he enjoys what we do and he wants us to grow. We enjoy his, what he does, as in the types of shows he books and puts on. Like, this is very cool. We want to work with you. Same thing with the engineer. The engineer could just go, he just sell beats. He just make beats and just sell packages. This like um, other companies have been doing. Uh, you can lease beats and all that stuff. He could just make money on his own. Doesn't need to work with other rappers. Like, what, what does that matter? But maybe he's he wants some vocals on his tracks, but specifically he enjoys us. Just say, just for argument's sake. So say those are all the bases covered. We could if we wanted to abuse the fact that he's good at what he does and we just try to siphon beats out of him. Just, just make beats. Don't worry. Just make beats. Yet we're not really. But just like, so to what I look at it is a little different. My engineer is loyal as fuck and the rate is so low. It's ridiculous, but I paid him for a very long time. He's yeah. made a lot of money off of me over the last like eight, seven years and the rate stayed yeah. low, astronomically low. It never went up. I offered somebody money for a beat recently. They gave it to me for free for my contest. Whoops, I said that out loud. But I'm, it's worth saying. I offered him money, though. I said, I'll pay you whatever it costs. I just need your beat for this shit. Um, mm -hmm. I offered my friend money for a video editing, and she did it for free for three of them. I offered the next person. And you know what? It's amazing. I actually didn't have to pay a lot there, right? You hear what I'm saying? I did have to pay my engineer. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's too fucking good. And if I don't pay him, somebody else will. And he's too fucking good, right? So I, I have him on salary. It's the shittiest salary. But I pay him X amount a month. And then I'm like, okay, video editing. How am I going to make sure my video editor doesn't leave me? X amount per month. And then it's like, at the end of the day, if you're trying to build a business, because when the money comes back in, that's right, the wizard is my fucking engineer. He's yeah. the best, man. Um. But when the money comes back in, I get to divvy it out again. I mean, that's kind of the trade-off. Because yeah. here's the other part is the industry just got set up in a way where you get to own your shit. But being an owner makes you CEO, and being a CEO means you eat last. <laughs> that's what I learned recently. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So sure. on the same yeah. – and I'm just trying to, like, challenge that idea because a lot of people really want to do this squad thing. But nobody's fucking with, like, 19-year-olds who actually need that experience. They're talking to, like, 30-something-year-olds with fucking wives and kids and families and going, yo, you give me the free services. But they're not actually making the effort to go to, like, the person who actually needs that shit. So listen, I guarantee you if you go find 20-year-olds, you'll find everything you're looking for and you won't have to pay shit just because they're going to want to bank on how fucking cool you are. But if you yeah, go and try to I mean, find yeah, people, you're, but you mold these people, you teach them. You're not going to, there's no such thing as a person that's going to give a high quality service that comes for free. That doesn't exist. That's not real. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying free. I'm not saying build a community and not, not anyone mm. get paid. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that because then no, no one's going to make any money. Everyone's just going to be broke. Mm. I mean, that's just, it's no one wants to be a start, start off as a starving artist and then die as a starving artist. Like it's, it's not. You, you do want to grow. You do want to build a base. You do want to be financially stable doing what you enjoy doing, but you also want the other people that you in your, in your team to do the same thing. I want the engineer to, to, to be able to live off his, his craft um, and not have to worry about bills and shit like that. Every, I want, I want the whole team to be like that. So what I mean by like, I, I, 
I think it's great. It's actually, it's, it's amazing. And, and it's definitely a necessity that you just giving your engineer money, even if he just like, doesn't expect it or just not nah, just say, Oh man, I'll I do it for him. you. I owe him like trust. Like we just run a debt yeah. and then I pay this shit down. So it's like, and then maybe I go up ahead, but I know that one day I'm going to run that all these beats, man, all these beats I'm getting that lose weight beat. That's made by him. As much as it's great, we have a semi-exclusive licensing deal in exchange. He's still got to get money up front for that in, in the, the yeah, way shit's yeah, done. Yeah. None of the numbers matter, but I, it's like, yo, he made a composition. He's an artist. I, yeah. to, to me, it's an – look, and here's the thing. I am privileged enough that I have a job that allows me to do this, and I have no children. Zero children. All right? So I need to make that abundantly clear that my life's – maybe not the exact same as other people's who have different challenges and money. I don't perceive money the same way as others is I guess what I'm saying. I can blow a lot more on nothing than other people can. And I'm aware of that. Yeah. So for me to say like this shit is in a position of privilege. And I, I just want to be acknowledged, especially in these fucking times. Cause I don't want to be like non sympathetic to the situation because what you're probably presenting is a very different reality that more people face. You know what I mean? I feel you. Definitely. So, um, what I, what I think is, is essential is that just like going back to the idea of everyone wants to make money. That's just, it's just the way life is the way life works right now. It's based on money. The ideal would be being able to be financially stable, doing what you enjoy doing. Mm. So whether it be interviews, whether it be making beats, whether it be recording, whether it be writing, whether it be painting, whether it be farming, whatever it is, you want to be able to do that thing that you love doing, but not have to worry about the bills. So yes. I, I definitely, <laughs> we all, I would love it. So the idea is you want to support in this team. You want to support the people that you genuinely either enjoy their craft you either have some kind of your invested emotion whatever it is you want to see them come out on top so i'm not saying they got to work for free i've been i've been dumping though on beats for sure all the beats i i've I, i've dumped in i don't know how much anyways i'm paying for beats amazing i paid for mixing it's and good mastering. to say that it's really important and say that again paid for what mixing and mastering beats <laughs> and then you see mixing that. and mastering amazing I, I'm saying yeah, I'm definitely, I, I, but you also learn to mix and master now, right? I'm yeah, I'm still learning. I'm not, a, I'm still learning how to mix and master. Um, learning a lot. Actually, it's been coming out better and better. Um, the mixes that I, that are on both EPs are my mixes. So, I mean, if they're, if they're bad, they're bad. I'm, I'm still learning if they're good. Awesome. But I know they can get better in any case. It's the fact that I, <laughs> recognize that things require funding which i'm more than willing to do because nothing's gonna just happen out of thin air unless there are the people who have the goodwill and just generally want to do it because they they are either inspired they either uh just really don't care yeah i don't need the money let me do it for you that's cool definitely i'll pay you back in some other way but it's the, it's that kind of generosity alongside of the fact that like, I will pay you because it is your work you're putting in. If you don't want the money, like, like, um, those people that provide it, well, what happened to your, my you screen just went green. <laughs> oh, that's happened before. Hold up one second. Uh, 
I don't know why that happens, but that's happened before. Did it stop being green? Good. Yeah, it's good now. So good. when I cut my camera and restart my camera, that happens. It only ever happens on Zoom. This is a Zoom in particular okay. issue. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I recognize things need to get funded. So also I have the, even though I do have a, a, a family and I have two kids, so I do have things that they need to get paid, I have bills and this and that. I do have a nine to five that I work. So I do have that stable income to help me invest into the music, which I've been steadily doing. Um, and I'm recognizing where a lot of artists, they still give those freebies, which I uh, thank from the bottom of my heart. And I do freebies as well because it's a, it's also about building that community, building that connection with other other. I really people. like where you went with that. The tit for tat, the barter economy. Well, yeah, I mean that's just the way it is, and and also at this stage in my career, in my mind, I I really have no right to charge anyone for a verse. Cause I'm a nobody. I disagree with you so, entirely. And I would like to talk about that at some point. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, I, I well let me finish this thought. And we'll, we'll go on that. So the, the idea is right now, even though I have the money to invest into certain things that will help propel the uh, career, I do need to take baby steps because I want to make sure everything's done right. So I will pay mixing and mastering where I feel like it's right to do that at the moment. I will get better gear and invest in mixing and mastering myself so I can learn it because when times get tough and I can't pay for a mixing and mastering uh, from a professional or semi-professional, semi I can do it somewhat decent enough where I can cut the cost, still put a project out and still get the, the name going and propel it. Um, maybe not as far as it would by uh, paying for professional um and uh, professional help but there's so many different areas that i want to cover that all require some sort of funding mm. um and it's just the way it is but with that funding it's more of an investment but i find it's only an investment if you see yourself doing this basically forever until you drop in my mind anyways this is what you want to be doing or at least in some area of that of that focus like music say us for music you have the interviews because you have the reviews you have everything that goes along yeah, with it but it's, you, it's all you enjoy it. doing it no, i know no, you enjoy it, it is all there to build an audience that i'm trying to flip into my music fans that's the only reason this is all advertising. exactly that's all this is but that that's sorry i got a messenger but it's exactly that there's certain things that are going to tie back into the fact that i want to do music but for right now, the music isn't really taking off. It's there. I'm still going to do it because I enjoy doing it. It's just one of my joys. But there's other venues or other paths I can take that coincide with music Big that can help help bring in more of an audience or at least help bring in more supporters or at least more eyes at least. And then give yourself a platform to start pushing your music and you just you just go back and forth like you here's music you go over to mixing and mastering and you go over maybe you're producing for another artist or maybe you're making beats now or maybe you're doing a photo shoot or maybe you're doing interviews or maybe you're doing i don't know commercials i don't know for some reason but it's only to come back to make sure like this is what i want to do but just doing this on its own isn't working that well it's, it's taking too like, long that, that so if we want to just like circle back to like the why the teams are having trouble getting teamed up in the beginning it's because of patience 
you recognize the time commitment this takes. I didn't come in. It takes a hell of a lot of time. Like I know for a fact that it could be like two, three, four years before the interviews gets to the Mm -hmm. kind of critical mass. I'm going to idealistically say I can do it in a year because I'm, you know, fuck it. I have to have like a real, like, you know, attainable goal like that. But if it takes three, I'm still going to pursue it. And I think that's where a lot of people do not necessarily have lives where they can lose money consistently for year over year over year. And then, yeah. We run into the problem where, listen, I'm willing to lose money year over year over year. And if you're not willing to lose money year over year, we have different values and approaches now. And that's where it goes back to that original yeah. point I was trying to get at. But I'm glad we went through this, man, because, yo, it's fucking to me. It's like another thing is um, I'm like 33. Right. So like. I don't know. All the dudes my age, even the successful MCs have side things. Like they do two, three things, yeah. right? Like they're not just rappers. They're often rappers and insert list of other occupations, right? So it's kind of weird that anybody, at least in my age group, and this is my opinion, wants to limit themselves to simply being an MC. That's how I look at it. And I may be wrong because a lot of people want to like just be the MC and that's that's what they want. And who the fuck am I to judge? But from a success point of view, yeah. it feels like you're pigeonholing yourself because even like guys like Nore are probably going to do a lot better talking on YouTube than they are going to be dropping another album right now. Let's just be real. Yeah, um, de- I can I can definitely see as because also the music industry itself if you're going to go into this industry, um, like we were talking about before, there's other things that go along with it. So I think naturally any artist will just fall into other areas of the industry naturally. And to solely be an MC, I mean, it's definitely possible to just do being an MC and just being the, the rapper or whoever, or even just a singer or whatever it is. But I feel like naturally you'll, you'll be inclined to, to, you'll be interested in other areas naturally you'll be interested i feel and not necessarily you might not necessarily delve into it too deep but you'll delve into it enough that you could potentially use that as a, another source of of income to help fulfill the needs for your main focus so let's go back to that squad up idea what if all the rappers each chose a secondary role and got good at it then they could probably squad up and exchange services a little bit better than everybody trying to be a sound engineer definitely and i'm not trying to diss anyone there i actually okay just to give i don't know enough about sound engineering and it's to my discredit and i will have to pay people and it is going to be expensive for for me i should learn more about sound engineering so i could do some more bullshit mixtapey shit by myself i'm being real with y'all i should learn it but i noticed most mcs tend to veer towards sound engineering and nobody veers towards say like social media marketing I don't know enough artists to have an opinion on that. All I know is myself and a few other, maybe not solo artists, but I guess, yeah, artists that have have their own, themselves to, to be held accountable. So one example is um, this artist that went on to OnlyFans that does it for free. Um I'm not a hundred percent, but I know she does a lot of photo shoots. Uh, she does 
she does go for professional photo shoots, but a lot of what she does, she does on her own. I've noticed she does a lot of video editing herself, uh, a lot of photo editing herself. Um, she's also, she's a great musician, an amazing voice. Um, she plays guitar herself. She does a lot of things on her own. Um, I'm not sure if it's out of necessity or it's just because she loves doing it or she just enjoys doing it. Fair. But I, so I'm sure there's a lot of artists that fall into that, that, um, how do you say? They fall into that box of like, I have to learn these things because say I can't afford uh, video editors, photo editors, this and that. Maybe it starts off like that, but because it starts off like that, you develop uh, in a, in a knack for it. So then when you do have the ability to fund these professional uh, outlets, you have the choice now. Do I do it? Because what I can do is somewhat close to that. If I just invest a little bit more, that cuts off that. I don't have to do that anymore. It does require more time and effort. So it might take away from uh, another aspect of your life. But at least you have that skill in your pocket in case you need to use it. So it's it's either out of necessity or it's out of out of uh, uh, an enjoyment. But I feel like all artists could they could just do they could do whatever they want. Yeah, but the problem is is that dedication. There's, there's so many more jobs than that that are not being filled. Because I know a little. Yes, absolutely. So what I'm thinking of it is, well, who wants to be website guy? All right, let's talk. Let's talk like for for real reals. Who wants to take on the role of website guy? I talk to rappers about tech not me. all the time. I talk to rappers about social media a lot. Like I'm mm -hmm. talking like my data pool is a couple hundred people. Okay, fifteen, twenty, give a shit about social media at that pool about the internet at all in general and shout out smoking ink smoking ink is like my new contest partner dude like we fucking sponsoring their shit they sending me a beat for our shit they fucking gangster with that. we having this whole like chats in the dms he's like i like what you're doing i like how you see it and i'm like yo you see it proper fucking too you know it's like it is what it is um um yeah chris i'm fucking high i smoked a lot of weed okay relax um yeah, Chris is Chris is like, wow, Holden's uh, fucking he's chilling, man. He's so relaxed right now. Um, but the problem <laughs> is, is who wants to be chief executive? Now, chief executive is about learning and prioritization and diplomacy. Who wants to be the peacemaker? No, I trust nobody wants to play that. No, some people do, and I, I talk to these people, and I know a few of them who really do. And I'm calling them my boss okay. man circle, because we are like, because yo, but being a boss man is a really fucking hard thing to do. You have to be cold. You have to be willing to compromise your artistic soul to achieve some of these job positions in capitalist America. So you go yeah, talk to a bunch definitely. of artists about compromising their soul and they're like, bruh, my soul though. And that's where I realized there's some problems is yep. when you really go down the yep. line of marketing, everyone gets fucking weird. And I'm like, cause I'm blessed with my day job, man. I'm a community growing social media marketer, internet dude who's done content market, all that shit. Literally take the word like fucking music and replace it with shit like blog. And that's my day job, right? Like I could do my day job for this if I had the money to pay people to be me. Yeah. Okay. So like, I understand this at a really like, I've seen numbers level. Okay. Like, and so it's all the same shit. 
And then when you start trying to talk to people about the real reels, like how live shows aren't real traffic because you know, 33 people in a room doesn't touch the millions of prospects on the fucking internet, how web marketing funnels actually mm -hmm. make you money and how, you know, this, that, the next thing, <clears throat> like interpreting Spotify numbers, like how to interpret the numbers, data analysis, shit. Who wants to be Mr. I want to be yeah. Mr. Data analysis. Y'all can come to me with your data analysis shits. I'm into that geek heavy. I love the internet know, man. shit, man. This shit is what I love. I get lost in that. It's so fun, like to me. But there's a lot of free resources too, though. If you really want to learn it a little, little bit, Google Analytics Academy is free. Hootsuite Academy is free. You just watch that yeah. shit. It's Look, mad basic. I can't watch that shit no more. It's boring. But it's mad fucking basic. Yo, Facebook yo, has one. Those, just type in the name of a social media company and type in Academy. Even Facebook has one. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and so, so there's all this shit out there. Oh, go on. You see? Well, let me bring it back to what you were saying is that with the data, you say you love that. Yeah. So uh, right there, you're an asset when it comes to data and, and, and flipping all that. Yeah, Whereas but... myself, well, well, with myself, I'm, I'm, I'm not te that tech savvy or that data centric. I understand its importance and it's, it's, um, I understand how relevant it is. It's just, it's just me, myself, when right, it comes to so num me, running numbers and data and everything. So let me show you the challenge me. that I face. The data says, write your next album live on Twitch, mix and master it live on Twitch, and you'll sell way more copies. Say that to artists, and they go, bro, I can't do that. That's my fucking life now is, bro, I got to get there when I get okay, there. Wait, 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 wait. Write your Repeat album. Write, okay, first of all, own the music. You need to have the licensing yeah. before you do this. Write your next yeah. album live on Twitch. Mix and master it yourself, shittily as you do, or great as you do. I think your mixing and mastering is way better than I can do. Like I would, I would give you shit to do. Thank you personally. Um, so not not to disrespect the man, and then do it live on Twitch, and then watch how you get donations and add money off the jump. And by the time your album comes out, you may have made like thirty bucks off the first one. Say what? Well, I just mean, from rating it live. I'm going to test this. I just haven't got to it because the interview shit picked up. And I'm like, well, as you said, I mean, maybe I should focus on things that are working. But I didn't get around to testing it yet. But it's it's like if I'd owned the beats that like we have for this project and I have and I they didn't have some sample issues that makes me believe that we shouldn't do this, I would record all of my fucking verses live on Twitch. But I don't it's not my music, so I don't want to do that. But that's how I'm going to do the rest of my that's shit because I already get a little bit of AdSense. Like I made about two dollars of ads already. I, like, and I'm not saying it's big money, but then if a mother per, a person's there, you get an audience that's watching you in real time, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And then they can go, that's trash. Or they can go, that's sick. And then you're not just by yourself writing it. Your fans are invested. You don't have to listen to them, but at least you have an idea of what some other people think. And those people are invested now because if you listen to any one of their fucking decisions one time, in their mind, they're fucking involved now. It's their project too. And at a very base I'm level, curious. you've now gotten people more ingratiated. And then when that album drops, they're going to push it for you. Now, a mother person pushing your album sells your album. The reason we don't sell our yeah, albums sure. is because we try to push our own albums. I don't try to sell your album. You don't try to sell my album because we're fucking dumb like that. But I learned through the power of my life that if I talk about CB Mac shit, maybe one of my homeboys might actually cop it. And that was a real life test that happened mm -hmm. that really happened. And I'm not trying to shut myself up, but it showed me things like, yo, if I, man, it's like, I was having this conversation with somebody else. Everyone's like, you like, 
like if I encounter a stranger, right? And they're like, how can we actually help each other? I'm like, look, if I know their musical tastes, I shouldn't just show them anybody's music. I should try to find a local artist that is most interesting to them and promote them and not just promote my own fucking music. Because there's a good mm -hmm. chance that they don't actually want to hear my fucking song. But I actually know quite yep. a few people I could show CB Mac music to that would make the Montreal scene more interesting. And then you're on my fucking album. So now I got them to listen to my shit. Hmm. These are smarter approaches that the data says. And you try to talk to people and it often doesn't end up like that on some other shit. I don't know how to work around it. This is where I'm at. I'm just why I'm doing these interviews secretly. A big mission is so that I can say, listen, I talk to insert number of people about insert number of topics. So listen, I've talked to a few people and I'm trying to actually build authority via these interviews. It's not really about you as a musician. It's about how we market and how we build businesses and how we grow. If you've noticed, like it's everyone else is going to ask you top. Oh, he, he dipped, but somebody did actually want to know your top 10 favorite somethings. Um, but that's it. Like that stuff that everyone oh, else in their history as a while back. I, um, my bad. Yo, it's hard for me to nah, it's cool. see Holden. That, plus so that's my chat. job. Your job is to be here and be the star. My job is to pay attention. <laughs> so yeah, I have a yeah, few skill sets that are whatever. And that's cool. And I'm terrible at it, but I'm okay embarrassing myself on the internet because I'm the worst. I'm not really going to ask the traditional questions except for when Natasha Marie and them make me do it. So what are your top 10 hip hop <laughs> albums? Top 10 hip hop albums? Hmm a good question see i'm i'm a little uh this is gonna be a little skewed and more uh more towards my my taste but <laughs> the one that the one that everyone knows well that's a low moment <laughs> that, um okay so the the one that everyone is probably going to recognize for sure is obviously uh, the chronic 2001 i find it's a masterpiece Ooh! i mean who doesn't i was me um, getting excited <laughs> it's it's it has to go in there it, i still listen to it today it's still it's it's dre's masterpiece i i can listen to that and no other dre album honestly in my personal opinion i i don't have to listen to anything else from dre that's that's everything i need um stillmatic was was right. for me was it was pretty pretty dope i i love stillmatic i feel i find Nas is just I only got into Nas later. I listened to him, but I really listened to him like maybe in the past 10 years, maybe seven years. But like, I I really like his style. I like his, I, I've noticed more that he's more of a, uh, just straight up, just like a straight up rapper, just, just fucking real with it. Like I find everything he talks about, you can tell it stems from his, straight from his thoughts just the way he perceives the world just like boom he just puts it on the page but he does it in a creative way and i, I love that aspect of his style and everything um what's another one um i mean sweatshop union is one of my favorite groups of all time um if you don't know who they are they're from uh, british columbia it's uh it was seven guys but it's actually six and they put out the first album was Local 604. Changed my whole perception of how I, how I could write hip hop. They're the reason, I would say they're the reason I write 
what I write, write. not how I write it, but what I write is okay. Sweatshop Union. Okay. Um, so th- all through their al- uh, so for their albums, Local 604, Sweatshop Natural U- Progression. It's like Sweatshop Union? Sweatshop Union. I'm just going to type yeah. that out. Two words, Sweatshop Union. Oh, that's cool. I got yeah. it, dude. I got, I got it. You just keep going. You got it. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's six guys. Um, local 604, Natural Progression. Oh, what's the last one? Uh, the third one was United We Fall and then Water Street. Uh, I got all those albums signed because I went to go see two of their shows. I got all those albums signed from them. I got to speak with those guys. They're chill dudes. Uh, after the show, each time I got to hang out with them, and they just like they changed my whole view on hip hop. Just like, damn man, it was a it was a perspective change. So let's pretend um, that for the people that are never gonna actually listen to those projects, for the sake of those that will watch the rest of this interview, yeah. what changed? Like what changed in your perspective? Like like, yeah, you my more- my perspective on life itself actually, and and. A lot of things because they I, I listened to these guys when I was mid early mid twenties. So I was still coming into my own, as they say. Um and these guys I went from Method I still love Method Man, but I went from like Method Man, um Method Man, Rough Riders, like Wu Tang in general, that kind kind of hip hop to talking about philosophical things and how you how you interact with people and nature and 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 just the soul and perception and dimensions and and life and death and it it turned it flipped the whole script in a sense of what i thought at the time you could do with hip-hop it was in my mind was so pigeonholed into the idea of it's about bars the craft of writing bars um it's about Guns, women, money, cars, and sex. And then, like, you know, repping your crew, all that stuff. I was like, that's cool. And when they do it in a clever way, it's that's it's cool. But the content itself was getting repetitive and boring for me because, one, I couldn't relate. I'm not a gangster. I don't own a gun. Mm. I don't go around, um, how do you say, chasing tail <laughs> and all that. Uh it just didn't relate with me. So it was cool because at the time, that's all I knew. But then once I heard Sweatshop Union, as well as Mocha Only and Classified, Buck 65, uh, all these guys, I was like, yo, you could do this? And it sounds awesome? Damn. Okay. So I just switched my idea of what I could do and switched my content. I was basically, it almost like it gave me the, 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 um, the go-ahead to, you know what, you can just... Talk mm. about what relates to you. You can be yourself and rap really, uh, rap about it in a cool way. I'm gonna be real with you. Now that you say all that, if I'm being real about myself, Classified's hitchhiking music uh, was big for that for me. Boom. Because yo, yes. it had a lot of interest to it. There's that track beat yes. in it where like he literally like makes the beat while he's like yep. rapping about it, and that shit blew my mind. All yep. about you. I don't know. Like I always forget album, about that man. track. But it's so good. There's so many fucking banging tunes on it. But like, it's also like really fucking Canadian. <laughs> you know, like so it I is, really, it is. And I okay, really well, like that. Then, <clears throat> I do. I, I like the aspect of it. It's it is very Canadian. 
I meant but like content wise. Like he's just the most regular yeah. fucking like I could be classified kind of guy. And now that he smokes pot, even more so. The the song from him that really blew my mind, um, not blew yes, it blew my mind, but it was more of it pulled strings and also like heartstrings in a sense, and also gave me the idea to try to write things that had a little bit more meaning to it. Um, was the song Inspiration. That song Which one? Okay. Is just Which one is it? Like I know Inspiration. I, no, I mean how does it go or something cuz I know I know it but I can't place it. Like what's it about? He he's basically rapping about a fan that messaged him. Okay, yeah, I know that one. He died. Yeah, that one. And he wrote a song basically dedicated to him. That song was was I I honestly no joke. It pulls strings in me every time I hear it because I know it's one it's like a true story. It 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 happened. The fact that he did it, did it well, yeah, and and it's it's not anything but a meaningful song. I'm pretty sure like somebody that knew that dude posted in the Rhymesayers group recently that I'm part of because I'm part of because it is male. Yeah. I'm part of some Rhymesayers fan group and they just post shit. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. I saw that recently that somebody had, like shared that song, so it's actually fresh in my mind. But you're absolutely right, dude. He wrote that song just for the sake of writing it because it meant something to him. Yeah, and that's another thing that inspired me to just just write, man. Write your life. Write what's what's meaningful to you. And because w- when you do that, it's easier for people mm-hmm. to relate because people will relate. People go through things that other people have already gone through or might uh, avoid going through because they heard your song talking about it and give them a new perspective on it and help them uh, take a different path, whatever it is. It's the fact that when you rapping, singing, whatever it is, writing a song that comes from inside you, naturally people are going to relate to that. It's going to hit harder because of the fact that they've either gone through it or they've been thinking about it or it's happened to someone close to them. It's just, it's just, it's just about, relating to people i think music is is something that everyone can relate to whatever genre it is so why not write and produce music that is relatable dude that's what it has some sort of meaning to it i mean it's i mean it it feel it feels at the end of the day it feels better to do to write music like that in my mind not everyone's the same but in my mind when i hear a song that that pulls strings it just hits harder for me and I, i i want to it's yo, almost I, like I want to support that person. Like, yo, as right, he says that awesome. like pull string thing, he listened to my project and he picked the song with my oh, that I wrote for my girlfriend, and he's like, "That's my favorite one, man." It was, and I'm like, "Oh wow, it does hit strings." But no, I, I feel you, dude. I'm not front like completely. Like we're like I, at first I was kind of bamboozled, but it's like you write a song about losing weight for healthy-ish and it's, pro-sex reasons, and everyone relates to it. Everybody. In a way where, like, yo, exactly. somebody's mom related to it and was singing the chorus, and people like the word motherfucker more than anybody wants to admit. <laughs> so it is what it is. <clears throat> For sure, that hook man was perfect. I wouldn't have wanted to hear it any other way. I just stole it's, it from just Three Six enough. Mafia. Like the whole <laughs> format, man. I was feeling my Three Six Mafia in that moment. <laughs> no, no, yo, it came out awesome, man. Like seriously, it was a, it was a very nice track. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, but it was but, so yeah so that's 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 why i brought yeah, it up because exactly. like even like for me every yo i've I wrote okay look sometimes i try to do flossy shit doesn't work 
Or sometimes I write shit and there's no like there's not there's not a big audience for it. So like not it's not that it's not bad. It's just yeah. like you know, nobody relates to it sometimes. Cause I'm kind of like weird. Like I'm I'm the guy that likes data. I think <laughs> so like my content makes sense. <laughs> but like people hear what I write and it's kind of like when I listen to bars about sports in pop culture and I'm like, "Oh, those yeah. are famous people's names." <laughs> I can know? relate to that. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> but I have to I know seriously, I listen to Griselda and I get the business side of what they do. So for me like when I listen to drug dealing music and shit like that, it's all business talk. So I hear the business and I take the word crack and I flip it to content and the entire context changes to me and i'm like okay this is that's some cool. really good fucking advice because yo that's how i'm gonna deal with some people and i like take notes and shit then when they bring up the braggadocious fashion brands and like that side of it i'm like i'm not i'm done i don't even try anymore i can't even figure out half these fucking bars they sound cool and i like listening to them and i hope to one day be that wealthy so i can understand them but i don't i don't even try yeah i get that like some of them when they're when they're throwing those bars in Shout and talking about certain... oh, it's okay lindell was saying bye um when they're talking about uh certain things that i i've never seen or heard of and they're comparing it to other things and it might be a sick bar the delivery is nice but the actual content's like that bar went over my head man because i don't know exactly what you're talking like the 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 specific content of it is is over my head um mm. whereas which is funny because Another artist that I really, really like is Aesop Rock. And a lot of his, what I found, a lot of his shit will go over your head unless you, like you were doing with the crack and flipping it to to have a, like a different context and can, then comparing it to that and having that bar basically, he's talking about that instead. It makes more sense. Um, and it, it kind of hits harder. The same thing with Aesop Rock, like even his latest album, which is ridiculous. Which the, one? The spirit, um, the, the field, how's it go? The field guide, spirit field guide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Spirit, spirit world field, whatever. I, I did a review for spirit it. World so I, I, know, I heard it. Yeah. I don't know. Spirit world field guide. That, that album That's um, a fucking banger. is, is yeah, it's ridiculous. I can listen to it all day. His, his, his cadence, his, his rhyme schemes, his flow, his content, his bars, his, he's got everything. He is a crazy MC, crazy top to bottom crazy but what's difficult i find for a lot of people is that the the wordplay and metaphors he uses are s sometimes so obscure all the time that you do need to you yeah you do need to listen to it with not not necessarily a dictionary Dog, i go into you. a fucking review for him and i'm like i don't know shit this is my opinion and I have to start them all like that. And I still get dislikes. <laughs> and well, yeah, I get, yeah, I get it, man. Cause like reviewing that album was like, what are you going to say? Like he talks about, uh, he goes from, from talking about like a different dimension to talking about uh plug, like sprockets. Uh, I got specifically this whole to, shit. Uh, this guy wrote me a whole theory. It's so fucking obvious. He's doing insert name of that fucking shit that DMT comes from. That joke, like the shit. So the the drug in like wherever Colombia or wherever he is, that drug, whatever. He's like, it's so clearly this trip and this whole album's blah 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 blah. And then somebody else is like, nah, he said he wrote it sober. And then I'm like, fuck out of here. You guys don't like everyone is like, you know. So like it's like things become so. That's why I love him though. That guy is cool. Yeah. Because there's so many ways 
to feel shit. Like I felt a, like he was weeded in that. And I'm like, yo, this guy's just, that's what I found was cool is I found myself just relating to his neuroses. And I really like that. Okay. What, what I like about him is the fact that you can interpret his, his work any way you want. It's so, I find it so well done in the fact that his, his delivery of it and the, the, choice of words syllables and specific arrangement of the words to build up the content is so open-ended but yet it's open-ended but you can tell it has some depth to it when you really think about it you can take it any way you want so it's different perspectives different you break it down however you want you can put every bar he says to something and it's and i mean there are some times where you read you hear a bar and it's like what like what 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 is that really that doesn't relate to anything but there's other bars where it has some semblance of, of it relates to something. It's got to figure it out. It's a puzzle. Everything's a puzzle, I find, in his, mm. his works. It's so abstract, but it's done with a purpose. But honestly, and, and, if you take the time to literally Google every single fucking word in a row and think about their definitions, you'll actually gain more context. Like the only one I can think of off the top of my head is flash that buttery gold. Right. Right. Wait, say that again in the video. Flash that, again. flash that buttery gold, which is off of None Shall Pass. It's the first bar of that track, right? So if you think okay. about buttery gold, it's kind of like the vapid nature of wealth. You know, you could cut, but then again, maybe not. So flash that. What does that mean? Flash something pops, whatever that items, yeah. objects, materialism, something buttery gold. That's weird, right? Then you got to think about what does butter have to do with shit, right? Like I guess See, butter. Even you know, that, I would, I would take it. <clears throat> I would take that line as like flash that buttery gold. In my mind, when I first hear it, my first inclination is to think of it as we're so money oriented that we're like we practically we're practically eating it. It's like you know like mm. butter. We put butter on everything. It's butter and everything. So hey. it's just like it just consumes. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with so that. Flash that buttery gold. I don't know. It's but again, I could be wrong. You nah, could be that's, saying, that's the beauty of it. Um, Ismail, <laughs> I love it. Ismail would like to know if you checked out the Uncluded album, which is a duo with Aesop and a singer. I did not. I'm going to check that out, though. There is one album that I also will make mention in that top 10 is Aesop Rock and what's his name? Sonic. Shit, can't remember his name. Sonic. And I, the group together is uh, Hail Mary Mallon. Mm. Um, and it's called The Bestiary. Dope album. Both of these guys, ridiculous. Back and forth, trading bars back and forth is like... I was my mind was like <laughs> it was nuts. They just the both of them are the same style though. It's the same abstract fluid flow. It's called hokey um, but fright. But they're trading off each other. <clears throat> it's called hokey fright. Hokey fright. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Um, okay. Dope. Definitely checking that out. I love Aesop. I mean, yeah, I like him too. I got really like infatuated with him, not in like a like a romantic way but with his music because yo his mind is like whatever fucking weird shit he's got going on i feel like i'm fucking on that wavelength so i just relate to him i relate to him so much that i'm like i should maybe be concerned i'm relating way too much to aesop rock here <laughs> but yeah, I, like, I should let him know maybe uh, he enjoys uh fans yo, that are listen, super dedicated and, and actually love his art that much 
that's fair but like also it's kind of like you don't want to like be like mr reviewer interviewer man just hitting up artists all willy-nilly i mean i tried that a couple of times like i checked my twitter dms and there's me trying to thirst at fucking ra and he didn't answer me and i felt bad I'm like, what if R.A. looks at that? And he's like, fuck this guy. He sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so like, I'm trying to like, trying to build it up a bit, you know, like get it up a little bit more. And then when it's a little sexier, like you kind of like back to that network effect. Like I know somebody who may have been able to gain access to Ice-T and I know how he gained access to Ice-T. The fans hit oh. up Ice-T and said, you should check out this guy. So Ice-T did. That's sick. But that's what it always boils back to. It's like, yo, Ismail shares my shit everywhere. Okay? Like, he really puts in that work. Like, I saw him share my clip of Nunzio talking to Aesop Rock. It's kind of like on my mind, I guess. Uh, to the Rhyme Sayers group, like, today or yesterday. And that was fucking cool of him. But when I shared it, nobody fucking clicked on it. But when he shared it, people fucking clicked on it. And that's just the facts of how the internet works. Yeah. It makes sense though because it feels like if whenever you see an artist push their music, of course they're gonna push it. They like it, like they made it. Obviously they like it, but you want to hear from someone who is not that person who enjoys it and they're pushing it. Like okay, if they like it and other people like it, well let me check it out then. And Ismail says because it was on that group, and yes, it was related content. But the fact is, when Ismail shared it, I watched the number uh clicked go up versus when i did it i don't know i just this is what i noticed <laughs> right like i think ismail has influence in a way when it's because not that he has more influence but again it comes back to it if i'm sharing i did this shit it's not the same power yeah. as check this shit out these two sentences are just astronomically different with people Everybody, yo, you know how many things I get fucking tagged on and they're all on my timeline and I'm like, you guys are just like inserting yourselves into my timeline and I want my timeline to be this unabridged flow of holding stupidity. My thoughts, all the shit Bonnie <laughs> does not want me to post on the internet, but I post anyway. And then it's like you scroll through and it's like so-and-so tagged 89 people. And I look, everybody that tags me is cool with it. I'm not saying that anybody's tagging me inappropriately or I'm mad at them for it. But, like, it's not the same as if I tagged all of these people and said, check out CB Max shit. Like, that would just be a much more effective strategy than what I'm witnessing at a raw marketing front. Because, yo, on the low, some of these people, and I'm not saying the people that have recently tagged me, not to say any names, because just I don't want anybody to go look and be like, fuck those guys. But I'm saying on the low, some yeah, in the yeah. general scheme of things, Whereas like two or three people have great success with this. Most people tend to be like complaining about not having numbers after. Do something yeah. different, dog. It's not working. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's, and it's, that falls on that marketing level. And it's difficult because especially when you, you, you're still learning how to market yourself. Mm. It's hard to just switch up every so often and find new techniques. Um, Especially if you're not comfortable doing it in the first place and you're, mm. you're used to doing it a certain way, even if it's not working, it's just more comfortable and it's easier that way. It's hard to branch out and do different marketing techniques and pushing yourself out there. But I think that's a good way to do it is, is if you put out quality in the sense of, okay, I won't say quality. Well, if you put out music that people enjoy, they're naturally going to share it with people because they enjoy it and they want other people to hear it. So I think that's a good route to go. 
as for pushing music yourself, like pushing your own music yourself, it does require a lot of pizzazz, as they say. It does require a lot of um, creativity to, mm -hmm. to, really, to really get it to, to yeah. be put in front of someone's eyes in a way that they're like interested rather than doing it. Hey guys, I just dropped my album. Go check it out. Okay, I'll, I'll get around to it. But if you have some kind of creative way of doing it where you're not necessarily saying, check it out, you're just presenting your work. Someone might be curious to be like, let like, me see what that's about. Like a, like a $500 lose weight remix contest, shall we say? That produced yeah, exactly. 15 way of promoting fucking versions of the track, okay? Say what the fuck you want. I could not have gotten 15 people to feature on that shit if I tried to pay them. <laughs> so I did it. It was dope though. Right there, man. That's perfect. That's a perfect example of you doing something different to get your song out and look at the success it garnered. Honestly, I stole it off from Breaking Records. I just got to give the flowers where it is. Breaking Records is my inspiration, even to the dollar amount. No, <laughs> nice. But that's but is I find that positive reinforcement. It's just it's another. It's just the community. The community almost in an, in indirectly. Uh, providing you with the tools to propel your craft. All right, let's talk about By just marketing. doing themselves, doing their own thing. Let's talk about marketing CB Mac a little smarter. Um, you did how many yes, verses please. for free <laughs> in the last, like, three months? I would argue in the ballpark of seven to ten featured. How many verses did, did I feature on? Yeah, they, not on your album, on other people's projects. Yeah. All right? That um, makes whoa. you... A hot a commodity lot. dog. I got asked to be on yeah. none of that shit. <clears throat> Nobody was hitting me up except for Polish Flow. So respect Polish Flow. And shout out Willie Scandals. So big up to Polish Flow. Yeah. So shout out those guys. Big up guys. to everyone, but Polish Flow definitely yeah. definitely hit me up the most. Big facts. Which I love working with him. He's 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 awesome. So let but me ask you a question. Most... If yeah. Everybody, not no disrespect to Polish Flow, but like if everybody's going CB Mac, I want you on my shit. You're worth at least fifty to a hundred dollars. Well, I'm. Um, As in, don't give away another free that? verse, dog. Your time is money. Now it's one True. thing if you. I mean that that is the main goal. But you've done so many for free now. This is how I'm looking at the situation. To be fair, I'm on this new fucking like no more free shit too. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. No more free shit. So I actually want to make sure that everybody on my next project gets at least. $50 for their feature unless you're just an ad-lib fuck that shit. You can be an ad-lib for free But let's say you do a verse. <laughs> I should probably pay yeah. you because I want to help create that culture Yes, I agree and I think my problem which is just it's my I Guess not insecurity, but it's, it's, it's the fact that it's for back pay <laughs> <laughs> I I <laughs> I feel that I, I've done a lot of features, a lot of features, and I love doing it. It was just, it was just a fun, like even on yours, it was fun doing. I love writing. I just love writing it. It's, it's a joy. That's the reason why I keep doing what I'm doing. It's just, I, I genuinely enjoy writing. It's just, that's just the way it is. If Bottom you would line, honestly hit me up and say $50, I could have afforded that shit. And I probably would have given it to you, especially with the position I was in. I was fucked. My album was literally being held up. Do you not understand? You could have made a hundo off of me and I would have happily paid you for it. Yeah, but now I know. But it's also the fact that even though I've been 
writing and doing a ton of music for like, what am I, 34 now? It's been at least 15, 16 plus years I've been, I've been writing. So like I have hard drives full of music that's never going to get released because it's garbage. <laughs> but <laughs> it's the fact that even with that experience, my debut, I guess, technically was the album I put out with, with BP way, uh, last year. I still consider myself a no one, regardless of what people think of how I write and how good I am. In my eyes, I'm just saying this is this is the reason why I haven't charged. I still believe that I'm I'm not worth that much because of the fact that my music hasn't really garnered that much attention, other than features people want me on. And contest-wise, I haven't won anything, though I've been featured on some other projects with uh, those people that held the contest. I've been on Cyphers. I've been on... Um, some Anodini uh, inner circle stuff, which is great. I love it. And it does give me the promotion. Like it's, it's, it's putting me out there, which is what I want. I want my name to be out there. So people know who the hell I am first I, before I start saying, Oh, you know who I am? Cool. Here's, I need 50 bucks for that verse though. I don't even know how like, to articulate this shit in ways that might be politically correct, but that is not really wise. I, I understand that. I understand that completely. I, I know it's not wise. I know I need to start and either setting way, at least. If that was your original goal, yeah. you've achieved it. And you have a catalog that it, like I watched somebody literally buy your shit publicly just to almost a little bit prove a point about Bandcamp too. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. And which, um, which another big shout out to, to Ismail. Cause I do appreciate that, that like that, that what you did, man. And then you posted it. Um, just again, on a sentimental note it made me feel really really good and made me understand that i am making uh at least music that people can appreciate and and that was always the goal so i'm glad i i somewhat achieved that when someone's willing to to buy the album without me having to actually like go down people's throats like yo I buy the album buy the album like i would hate to be that person <laughs> i'd hate to be that person I don't want to be that person. So the fact that I made it just to make it because I want to make music, put it out, you bought it, that was just like... All right. So now that that's okay. established it, you've already said shit other people can't say. But the truth is you are 34-ish, whatever. And um, you're not free anymore. I would never fucking touch an Amino Domini or at least beat again for the rest of your fucking life if I were you. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely weaning off that. I'm and also going to start here's making my the, own Here's music. why. It's because of who else is fucking with it. Mm -hmm. And you're putting yourself in a ballpark and a tier and a look and a feel. Like, it's like, not to like be disrespectful, but like at our age, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be SoundCloud rappers. We're supposed to be bosses at 30 something. Absolutely. I, definitely. I, I agree. Um. So and, anyway, it's not even look, if, and even about beats. Uh, I had this new epiphany. Don Dada, a Montreal producer, flat out said, you can steal my album, my beats. He has beat projects he released all year, little packs of three. Steal any of them, rap on them. You can call it a remix. I'll approve it. I get my distro kid cut. It's cool. Or you can hit me up and we can work shit out and it's cool. And if you ever make money, we'll talk then. Don Dada's mm -hmm. fire, right? Yep. Montreal producer. Why are we not hitting him up? I didn't know about him. That's the answer to your question. I then did exactly. the interview. 
Um, but we exactly also didn't even it. think to look at Montreal, a lot of us. We just went to Amino Domini and stuff. So if we're going to go... Well, that's the thing. If we're not even... If we are going to go down the path of leasing and shit, whatever, whatever, you want to all do that? I'm just saying, look local first to the people watching. Yes. I, I agree. And the reason why I went to Anno Domini was when I first found out about it. Uh, I wasn't making... Because I, I made... I made beats as well. So at the time I, I decided I wasn't going to make beats anymore. I just wanted to write, but I needed a dedicated catalog of beats. Mm. And the guy I was working with at the time, the producer at BEP, he would provide me with beats. No disrespect to him. He, he can definitely, he can definitely make the hell out of a beat, but I have a certain taste. And when that taste isn't like sated, um, I'm basically working with what I got. And that's fine, but it's not going to come out the way I want it to. So I'm kind of compromising even more. So I wanted to have a dedicated catalog of beats that I enjoy. And the way to get that every single month was, I have to sift through, obviously. not. It's not, I don't mean it doesn't just give me every, like, here's all the beats. Every single one I'm going to use. Nah. Not the case. It's maybe two. No, maybe it's just the, the business model is you get a whole bunch of beats at once and you have the rights to pick and choose the ones that you want. And basically they provide... A mass market version of beats that, that is yeah. honestly what they are and yeah. i'm being very careful because one time they came at me because i was not cautious with how i made a video about them and that was very silly of me and i learned very much about how uh, don't make don't don't poke bears when everyone else knows about the no. bear even if you don't no, agree no, no, with no. the bears what? terms and services because they're fucking scammy ass <laughs> looking shits and it is what it is i'm not saying that they're scams i'm saying if you read the terms and services like i did there is suspect shit like the fact that the prize winners are only in the United Kingdom and United States, according to their shit. Now, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying update the damn terms and services and I'll feel happy. I, I agree. Look, it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I just. I so, well, on the note, on the note of, of the reason why I did that is because I needed beats. I needed to be fed beats. Mm. And locally, unfortunately, I, I didn't have a. Um, I didn't have a, uh, a a clear path to go. I could have just did, I don't know, local beat makers. I don't know, something like that. But I, that wasn't on my mind. My mind was the easily accessible for what I need is Anodomini. That's what I did. Now I have a ton of beats I can work with. And it's, it's exactly what I planned on doing was exposure. Having beats, quality beats, I, I find quality beats that I enjoy that inspire me to write to get my name out there and show what I can do lyrically and, and writing. That's what, that was the point. If, if I have to take the beats down after um, because of licensing rights and whatever, that's fine. Hopefully by then I'll have um, ventured off onto another, another path, either making my own beats or speaking with local beat makers to buy beats off to, them and, and so get some uh, local scene going. I just want to be clear. I actually really don't hate the model. Uh, when I last talked to you, you described this process and it really made me go, hmm, I probably could have done a lot more shit if I just had more shit. And I really thought a lot. Um, and honestly, the way I did it was stealing karaoke beats off of pop songs okay. that were not hip hop. So there's a whole channel where there's still videos up called HSR is not hip hop. And I do shit like <laughs> okay. Titanic song, uh, fucking other shit, whatever. It's fun. I really like that. That's my, Yo. that's my jam. Uh, but anyway. It's all illegal, so I don't really want to fully pursue that because it's not yeah, really uh, legal at all these days. 
But um, I guess here's the thing. As much as I'm saying it now, I didn't know fuck all about local shit local either until I started interviewing people like two months ago. So a little arrogant me is coming off this way. But what I'm saying is for everyone watching it, yo, there's just local versions. And maybe like, yo, just do it here. That way, at least the yeah. Montreal beatmaker's name gets there instead of Amino Domini at the beginning of all these people's tracks. So you know, you know what's crazy? I'm on a fucking Amino Domini beat. Like I can't even talk shit. Like that that track I did with Polish Flow, it starts off, and I'm like, right in the tail end of having deleted that video, running away on the internet, feeling scaredy cat, and then <laughs> Amino Domini is right at the beginning of that shit, and then there I am, and I'm like, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. It is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. I didn't be like, uh, no, I, I was fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I do enjoy the fact that they do exist. Yeah. Them as well as Legion Beats, what what they're offering, I find is great, especially for up, up and coming or at least people who are eventually into the idea yeah, yeah, of being an MC. It's it's great. It's perfect. You get beats sent to you. You get to work with them. You do get a a certain agreement where you can. Anyways, I'm not going to go into details, but there is an agreement where you could put your stuff out and at least gain some exposure. That I find is perfect. Yeah. But I agree with you that I do need to get some more exclusivity. So I will be looking to more local uh, producers. Yeah, shout out Peter West. Yes, Peter West. Um, too bad. Um, mm. I like I like some his beats. I remember first hearing him was on Willie Scandals, hearing Too Bad. Um, I think it was when we were having that little competition on Willie, Willie scandals. And I thought he won for sure. But then when my song came on, he's like, yo, just give it to him. But I, I like too bad. He's got a dope style. I think it's also cause he's, he's like one of the old cats, like, like us. So we vibe on the same level, but I like too bad. He's another producer I want to hit up. Um, but I do want to look to the local scene and I'm, I am going to be investing in equipment to make my own beats because I also enjoy it sounds vain, but I enjoy the beats I make as well. So, I know, no, dude, you should do your thing. I actually yeah. would love it. Would love it. Yo, shout out Kimo. Peter West made the track Spooky, which apparently I'm supposed to do a remix for if Kimo's patient enough to wait for me to ever get around to finishing it. But this interview thing, Kimo, I'm sorry, I got busy. I'll get to it soon. I promise. Uh, anyway, I actually got uh, I got Kimo on a, on a track coming out on the album. Yo, amazing. That's what I fucking love to uh, see. Kimo's fucking good. I don't care what anyone says. I fucks with Kimo heavy. Kimo got me booked to do a fucking show in the middle of COVID. How? <laughs> I don't fucking know. But Kimo says he's the key to more greatness. And what I can tell you is I met Kimo and there was more greatness in my life. So I don't hate his name and shout out Kimo. That's what Definitely. it is. I remember the first time I saw the, uh, his name, Kimo, I was thinking of Kimo for cancer. I thought he was the cure. Mm. The cure for hip-hop was Kimo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what that's, I thought. That was, that was my original thought. <laughs> nah, Kimo's chill, man. We fucking... I, I've hung out with him a couple of times. He's fucking dope. I, I would fuck with Kimo in, in like any like legit way. Like he's, he's like friend level. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's what I'm loving, man. Since, since it's, it's interesting because... Before I broke out onto the scene, um, I was always just doing my own stuff and 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 thinking I had to make make the my way on my own. But then I I fell into VP that was going well. But ever since that falling out, I met you and everyone else in the community: Polish Flow, Willie Scandals, Chemo, Echo Advocate, Spitty Image, um, 
um, Peter, uh, Peter West, just everyone in the community, uh, they're all just, it's chill. It feels like, <laughs> it feels like we're all a bunch of musicians and, and but it's like, it's in a real community. I just love it. I love the fact that it's not just all business talk. It's we're all trying to elevate each other, give each other knowledge on certain aspects of our careers or our, our, our focus. But we're also friends. We also hit each other up when we want to just shoot the shit and talk. It, that's what well, I love I'm about gonna it. I'm going to be real. I'm an antisocial fucker, but I think since COVID, a lot of us antisocial fuckers just kind of got maneuvered into a world where we're better suited for it. And I'm able to find y'all a little bit better in a way because somehow like we're just able to maneuver this internet shit a little bit easier or whatever, right? I don't know. I think you're dope, dude. I fucking just love shooting the shit with you. Like for me, this is a pleasure. This is like one of the easiest conversations I've had. I like zero stress in this. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm slouching. I'm like, oh. look, I'm slouching. I don't care. It's fine, you know? <laughs> Chilling out. Yo, what I'm saying, man, though, I, by and, the and way. Yo, Z's fucking fire, man. I met Z through this guy, LeMef. Just on that note, so when you inevitably get your ass up on Twitch, which you should totally do because the numbers say Twitch will make you yeah, money just doing it. yourself, you follow LeMef. And I went into LeMef, and I was just hanging out there, and I met this guy. And the next thing you know, he's up in our stream, and he's just hitting me up to share knowledge about Cool Man Logan and shit. And I'm like, yo, this guy's fucking fire. And I think in a lot of ways, um, I pigeonholed myself on negativity once upon a time. And that's the truth of the situation. I was being a hater for a long time, but I don't know. These days, it just seems like a lot more people are willing to, like have conversations and shit you know and maybe it's also me yeah maybe i am a little bit created a way for me to talk to the kind of people i want to talk to or at least attract them in a smarter way and i did work on that a lot was how to attract people i want to work with and that's that's been a thing i focused on heavy yeah. this year and i think a lot of people did that, that's yeah that's one thing i noticed also throughout the past uh well in uh now, what year? We're friggin' 2020 now. What are we? What, are, what year are, are we in now? 21 is the oh year. Oh my we're god! In. We've passed 20. We survived 20. <laughs> yeah. We did it. Yeah, we survived. Yo, shout 20. out to all so, of us with us and rest in peace to anyone yes. else because Yo. I don't want to come off like bad. You know, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm high. I'm sorry, yeah. everyone. Okay, but yeah, we we've all went through the highs and lows of last year, and man, we're we're here now. So, what I'm trying to say is that I agree with you that on that note, last year. I feel like I attracted a lot of people in my life uh, that I vibe with. I vibe well with, including yourself. Yeah. Um, and cool. but but the the key the key was I didn't even force it. It's almost like all I did was I just want to make music. Let me just make music. So I just started doing it. And I started pushing myself to put it out there. And and like I said, I had to do everything myself, aside from the beats. But I had to get the beats. I had to write. I had to mix. Um, the mastering was done externally. Um, but then I had to market myself, but then I had to learn more about all, all the equipment Yo, and everything. Just, I mean, just, 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 let's equipment. go back on marketing. Never do a free verse unless you like the person again, cause you're too good for that shit. So a hundred dollars, that sounds like a good number for your time. How, how so back to that, that, well, that's why I agree. I agree that, that I should be charging. And I think the reason why I don't charge for the vert, for the features and verses I've been doing is because they feel like friends you mm. polish flow everyone like i don't want to charge you guys i, I want know. to work with you guys because i love but working with you i think that in general i mean there's exceptions like chemo chemo helped in different ways some sometimes in the bigger picture there's other ways 
to help each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, how could sure. I like ever charge chemo for a fucking thing? Chemo got me booked, and somehow I'm fucking at some shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck, chemo? How did you do this? Uh, so that happened. And then chemo got me booked at the second thing. And I'm like, what the fuck, chemo? And so like, I'm like, yo, so in that moment, it's different. There's a barter that happened there. But reality yes. is, I'm not, we're both busy. I know for a fact you're busy. And I know for a fact you take a lot of time to do your shit. So like, it's if you get something out of the situation, whether it's better networking or whatever, whatever, or like, I don't know, you could say you got interviews with me. Okay, cool. I was able to provide value in some way, da 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 da. You know, like, I'm not saying like it is, but if like people create these kinds of exchanges with you, it kind of negates yeah. dollars. But at the end of the day, if like, let's say it comes down to it in the future, maybe you throw me some mixing and mastering and I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I throw you this next yeah. thing and I'm fine with that. But I feel like we all need to give each other more for our time because that's a big issue. Like, like, I also think, like, for myself, I had no balls to say that I'm worth money. But the truth is, who the fuck? What? Like, really? Like, I'm weird. If you want to fuck with my shit, you you know I'm going to fucking go all out. I, like, wrote a whole verse about willies and scandalizers and shit just to make him happy. <laughs> just the first Well, part. see, uh, but exactly on that note, I feel like I will most likely put a price, uh, an appropriate price on my craft. For people outside of my circle mm. because inside the circle i i in my eyes in inside the circle we're all helping each other by the barter the tit for tat the book I, for mixing but let's verse say for beat. hypothetically we look at it just as a different angle um mm -hmm. let's say i pay you 50 dollars for that verse because i'm a friend instead of 100. you yeah. still make money on your verse now you have the legitimate and sincere sentiment of marketing power. I've sold this many verses, making your actual value more measurable. So instead of short selling ourselves on a literal dollar front, even if we float the same 50 around each other, <laughs> even, if, even if the money just circles, the actual symbolic gesture of me paying you money is powerful, dude. I don't want to retroactively do things because that's the past and that's amazing and all loves and shit. But like, and I don't want it because like you had hypothetically, we talked about doing another track for you. I don't want to bring money into that either. That's lame because, you know, that's what it is. And exchanges is all good too. That's another cool way. We did one for each other. That's another approach. But in the future, if I invite you back onto my album, I'm going to have it set up in my head where I want people to get money because I'm trying to create that as a culture so that people get used to the idea that verses shouldn't be free. They should cost money. True. They should, definitely. I feel like they should cost money uh, once the verses are of value. Once the the crafter Define is value, of value. Though. Yes. Well, okay. Define value. Again, it might it might just be I guess demand, I suppose. What if like that I kid, I would totally work with somebody that's less good if they can hustle. There's value in that. Value is maybe not in the art. Maybe there's value in the education. Well, maybe there's value in a lot of yes. things. Well, that's that's the, why I asked the, about value. The demand. Yeah. So the demand, I, I would say it varies because even if uh, someone is, say, uh, the demand for uh, a Twista verse, 
just because it's Twista. His name is established, and for sure you're gonna get him on because it's a he's a speed rapper. You want him on track, so you're gonna pay for that because he's no. I don't know. But I'm just saying, just for example, whatever. I get it. I get it. I get it. (laughs) But say the song you're trying to create, you're looking for a specific type of verse. Someone, whatever. You find this obscure guy who's just starting out, but you hear his stuff and it, it. that sounds really good. I like that. You hit him up and he's honored to just like jump on it. In a sense, we'll just say he 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 doesn't have too much of a platform. But the demand, uh, sorry, the, the what you require for your verse is him. He fits perfect. That's why he should get money. Exa- yeah, perfect. exactly. You you could Yeah, exactly. So the demand doesn't matter how big your name is. Doesn't matter how small your name is, what you do specifically, I think the demand is based more on the artist himself. So if I'm looking for a specific verse, like I like I am currently on one of the tracks, I got a bunch of verses sent in, which is awesome. They were all dope. But to craft the song that I hear in my head, I require a specific type of tone, mostly, um, and approach or delivery to the verse so not all the verses that are sent in will get put on i still want to use them because they're awesome verses but it's that idea of like my demand was supplied by a a whole well not a plethora not that many (laughs) it was supplied by a, a bunch of artists each with a different cadence or style and they should also get paid in my in my eyes because I asked for something, the demand was there, they provided, but what if I don't use it? Do they still get paid? I don't know. That's why I should, should be like, that's why I'm trying to create the culture. Yo, cause here's the thing, you're doing essentially a contest dance, different rules, in my opinion. You threw a contest. You made a call it a contest. That's what, that, I mean, that's what's, I mean uh, it is what it is. Um, shout out Chris Chrome. Good night. I appreciate you. Do your thing, homeboy. Yo, He's saying goodbye. Easy, I'm like, he highlighted the message. I appreciate you. Um, so like, here's the thing. I'm not here to tell like other people how to market their shit. Honestly, I would pay the people I used. Everyone knew what they were getting into when they agreed to do this, that they might not use their shit. But like, if you're going to like, so to me, it's like, look, if we as rappers want to create that value, why are we not charging our, like, you know, why are we also not paying each other? Like that's the other yeah. side of it is them. Everyone's talking about charging too, but are we all willing to pay? Like you notice my approach was I would be willing to pay you. I wasn't even talking about charging myself. I'm not even there. I want to make sure I pay people first. Then I'm comfortable charging motherfuckers actually. I feel you on that. Definitely. I need sh- to get to a point where, like I was saying, the I, I will set up a template because that's the thing. I think I want to evaluate and how would you say i want to i don't even know the word but i want to assess how much i would be how much a verse would be worth how long does it take you to write a verse do it by time if spent honestly if you were to be my honest advice is don't think about value in that way think about value as far as time and you're worth at least forty dollars an hour when you run this calculation run it at like forty dollars an hour and i think you'll be fair as fuck no, nah, it's, it's a fair okay. rate for a creative professional, dude. Trust me, that is a fair rate for a creative professional, which is what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. You're devaluing yourself 
but trust dog you are a talented creative professional you should charge more but i'm not really going to try to convince you to but we're talking about time spent if you're going to spend or maybe you do twenty dollars an hour writing this much time recording i don't fucking care run your own math my point is yeah, run yeah. some math at a time spent level and you'll know what the fuck fair is okay yeah that, no, that makes sense that's that's that would probably take a, a little bit of the uh, weight and anxiety off of me having to put a price on something that I'm not certain of. Um, but that would help me evaluate it a little bit better. But trust me, dude. Because it doesn't take too long to write People will certain pay songs. you more than you might think on some pleasure shit. And I mean that like, look, uh, like, well, it's also more like, if you're doing it all for free, you're not making that revenue. And that revenue, you can take to invest yeah. in with more like paid avenues. Yeah. And even if that, again, even if we just take that money and for a quick minute, we all just pay each other for verses and we just kind of fucking roll it like that, right? It doesn't have to be like, like you know, like that's that could become an economy thing. Anyway, anybody that wants to get in on that shit, we can talk after the fact. But it would make it legitimate that on the same $500, everybody sold verses. <laughs> like we could, you could actually yeah. make that fucking happen. And then nobody's lying, and then there's no profit. That's not the point. But like, yeah, yeah. but at the end of the day, the long term goal though is to to make your brand more attractive to fans, because then you're a real rapper, yeah. dog. Because you're all just about fans. You know what was the most powerful sentence I ever said to motherfuckers? I got patrons. I probably flexed that shit on you at some point or another. I, I heard that's what inclined me to to go check out patreon and uh it's a big that's sentence. another thing i want to jump on but i need to i need to wait until i feel like i have nah. something of wasting of time quality. throw up one dollar <laughs> one dollar a month five dollar a month ten dollar a month you get nothing you just support my shit but you can get mp3s to all my music as soon as it's released in a mixed amount anyway, we can talk about some specifics after i can bang yeah. you out a fucking bullshit patreon scheme for your shit that would support your life in like 10 minutes and you can have one live tonight because it doesn't need to be more complicated and then somebody might sign up for you and you're making another 12 dollars a year that you weren't making before you see this this is why i feel like you are the the idea for the community of 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 music and hip hop, especially Montreal hip hop, the 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 kingdom that I, I I know that we've spoken about that you want to build, I feel like this is where you are the most proficient. No, I'm not. A lot. You you don't find? I'm definitely not the most proficient. I might be the most proficient person in my immediate circle. That I know. In my immediate circle, like that, but not even. I know dogs way more proficient than me. I know a lot of smart motherfuckers. I'm just really into sharing knowledge. It's what I get off on. Okay. I want to. This is what I do for fun. My girlfriend can attest to the fact that this is what I do for fun. And then it turned out that motherfuckers will sit there on a fucking stream with me, and I can smoke pot and have this conversation. But then people will pay attention. But if I try to have the same conversation to another fucking person to their face, it's like, no, 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 bro. Let me tell you some shit. So, like, this is beautiful to me. This is me living my best fucking life right now. I mean, the only other thing I would That's like awesome. to do more of is music. But I'm going to be real. I burnt out kind of quick. And I was making some bad choices by the end of that. Especially when I got into the contest grind a little bit. And then I was trying. I was sending my engineer shit that I knew I shouldn't have sent him. And he's like, he scolded me. I didn't like getting scolded That's by a good my friend. engineer. 
That's a good thing. We fucking in it deep because he was so happy with Lose Weight and then I followed up with Subpar than that. Not that the song is bad. The song is actually like, yo, I'm not going to lie. It's a song about racism and I'm fucking blunt. All right. That's what it is. It's dope. But I wasn't clear enough to deliver my own fucking message. So he slapped the shit out of me politely. He's a very polite guy. I'm saying words how I interpreted it, not what he was saying. He slapped me rightly for not being in the pocket. And then I'm like sitting there. And then Ismail's like, I like CB Max first better. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really care. Like, Ismail, it's cool. I don't, I get it. Your shit is, the, what I like about working with you is we just do two different things. That is the big fucking facts yeah. of it. I'm not at all trying <laughs> yeah. to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish on the song in terms of your flow and your technique. And that makes me but honestly, you. vice versa. I can't accomplish what you, what you do. Man. Yeah. I can't, it's just, I can't do it. Cause like Ismail's like, I don't like that verse. And I'm like, I swear that is possibly in my top three verses I've ever written because of what it means to me and how like it, no, Ismail's legit. Anytime that guy says some shit, I take it fucking serious. But that verse means the world yeah. to me on very specific reasons. And I don't know that people will get it, but to be fair, the first words are, I don't think my peers really get it. So I'm like totally fine with people not liking that verse. <laughs> like it is what it is. I wrote that shit for my... <laughs> But, but see, but even that aspect of writing, if <laughs> most of us, I don't, I, I won't say most of us, I'll just speak for myself. I like to write things that once I'm done writing it at the end, it's like, that's, if I don't think it's dope, then why am I writing it? Like, if I don't really like this verse, then why am I writing it? Re regardless of, of who it reaches, what it talks about or anything. If at the end of it, I, I don't enjoy it. And it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me. And I don't want to just like, I want to spit this. I want to spit this. It sounds great. I want to hear it. If it doesn't do that, then I scrap it. I, yeah, I just, yeah. I know that I'm forcing it now. I, not, I scrap it entirely. Absolutely. I don't finish those songs. You, There's not a single. No. So here's the one thing I can say. Every single thing I released on the internet to this day that you can find, I can listen to and enjoy to this day. Every last one of them, even if they sound okay, like yeah. sometimes the quality is shit. I criticize my techniques heavy. I go, fuck, fuck, I would do it like this now. And blah, 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 blah. But like at the end of the day, I fuck with those songs heavy. I still fucking care about every one of them to the day like when I released it. And I take a lot of pride in that shit. Exactly. Same. Not everything I put out, I, I, I put it out because I enjoyed it and I wanted other people to hear it. And I, I thought it was decent enough that, you know, Obviously, everyone has haters. You're going to get people that just don't like it. That's just the way it is. That You can't please everyone. That's true. But at the end of the day, if you are pr proud of what you made, then, like, what else matters? Yeah, I made like, so you, many you're... terrible fucking choices, dude. I'm just going to be real with no, you. No, we, we all have, man. We all have. For sure. But Definitely. <laughs> I made three projects. I did. Um, and then I realized a lot of bad things that I made stupid choices on. Actually, I really like one of my albums a lot. Like, I don't think hip hop's gonna like it, but I think if another crowd found it, they would really like it. Um, that's cool. I like that a lot. Uh, but that's fine. I like the fact that maybe one day somebody's gonna come across this shit and they're like, what the fuck? And it could blow up like in the future. And I really hope that happens. Well, that's one aspect or one part of uh, this whole grand scheme I think of is that even if you don't blow up today or tomorrow, just keep putting uh, keep putting music out that you fully enjoy and are proud of, that you know you put your heart into, mm. and just keep doing it. 
because that day when as it builds up it's 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 not just a unless you're lucky it's not just a flip cool you got a deal you're making millions it's not, it, not most of the time it's not that it's hard work put in until finally you 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 get that platform that you built yourself basically but once you get to that point and people tar- start to take more notice or more people start to take notice they will go back along the timeline and check out your old stuff for sure they will because they're going to be curious well, obviously he didn't start off like this. What's his old stuff sound like? They can see the progression. They can see where you where you branched out. What else you did? The experimentation mm. you did with your music till you arrived at this point where you're fine tuned and honed, and you you're 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 more at ease with your craft, and you're able to just do it like in your sleep kind of thing. But you're doing it still, putting your all into it. That's true. It's it's. I find I, I think about it that way. Just keep putting out things that make you proud of what you also, did. Also, like practice the shit out of it like i don't think people like really talk about practice enough also shout out ismail he pointed out kendrick was making music since 2003 yo i think my thing went green again See? give me a second that's exactly it though uh i'm really like launching but uh so kendrick took is it still green or is it good it's good I can't mine's wait. good mine's good awesome uh so yo kendrick actually was behind the years for something like seven years before he popped uh kendrick was also involved in group albums kendrick had peers involved yo the one of the fucking guys on a Kendrick Lamar album from Section 80 commented on one of my fucking YouTube videos and like hit me up to like That's review dope. something, but then never followed up. And I'm like, yo, the internet's fucking nuts, eh? Because like, <laughs> it's sick. fucking nuts. Um, the crazy, the craziest thing that's happened to me, uh, it's been recently, actually recently a couple months ago too, is that every time I post on Instagram something just random, doesn't even matter what it was, I'd get a random pop up of Cassidy checking out my story you remember cassidy yeah of course yeah so uh it's been like two or three times he's popped up in my not my feed but in my story checking out what i was posting i'm like but why like how did you even find me i i because i don't post like even with the hashtag thing i don't post that often so i don't know how he found me there's two ways one he fucks with you heavy which is dope (laughs) maybe the other is that social media shit that's been going around where they got agency peoples that are literally just looking for insta artists to watch for them and then at the right time they hit you up in the dms and go blah bloop 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 but uh also that's a real thing yeah yeah it's a whole thing um it was another time i went on the internet and tried to have opinions i uh (laughs) i was right about many points i made and that video i stand by because i was uh, a little bit upset with some fucking guy uh i fuck his name royce something not royce royce was involved in the video though the next man's was calling royce a scammer on some fucking instagram shit so what happens is is dudes like royce uh uh basic and dmx and a few others uh accepted money from this middleman like whatever it is to they took control of their accounts and they would go hit up artists like us and be like, brah, for this much money, you can have a placement on a, a placement on a playlist where it'll feature like so and so's mixtape, um, for this much this and that. And they were from like official fucking accounts. Like somebody actually hit me up, huh. and we were having a chit chat, and over the summer, and they were like, yo, so and so hit me up and said this much for a fucking thing and this much for that. And then later on down the line, when I learned about it, I'm like, 
oh shit because so and so was named in the list of artists that was like involved in paying these people and i'm like yo so he hits up they hit you up if they think you're willing to put out some cash flow and then there's all sorts of stories where even like big name people that i can't remember right now mean level big name like people like you and i would probably heard of them but their average person might not have heard of them names had like screenshots leaked where like they had paid for services um uh you all right chemo i right, hold it down we can talk after um but like basically um all of these people like would like pay for a couple some of these verses and then they never happened or somebody would like fucking oh yeah chemo was saying somebody hit him up like that that actually happened to chemo and so there are legitimate oh. versions of this that exist where, again, you pay for the services rendered, but there's like verified accounts. They're just stealing your money. But how this works is they link that verified account into a social media tool and then give the authorization. And now person has access to the DMs and shit. But man's is probably making a percentage off the whatever, whatever. All I know <clears throat> is apparently Royce to 5'9 was involved in this. And whether he was completely complicit or not reading his inbox it's like it is what it is you know like i'm not the one to judge it this was all yeah. shit that's well documented on the internet and i stuck my nose right in the middle of it because i was trying to gossip i was trying to do i'm, I'm gonna be real i was trying to gossip i was trying to fuck with the tea spilling genre of video i don't enjoy it much because it's not my character i mean it totally is i was spilling coffee by the way we were not spilling tea it was spilling coffee I'm a little fucking cup and everything and i could probably crush that shit i just don't know that i want to but like um but yeah so apparently sadistic uh another rapper who's wonderful yo sadistic is a fucking cool ass rapper he watched my review hit me up and told me some shit like if i ever wanted his early releases to follow up and blah 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 and that made like when people check your fucking review by the way do album reviews or some shit dog are you fucking kidding me famous people watch your re reviews of them i digress um uh, I, I can't i, I would I have... <laughs> That, that's that's another area that uh, I probably won't venture into. I'm not an album reviewer. Nah, we I just I like reviewing it in my personal space. <laughs> There's definitely things you can do, like mixing and mastering your album online and doing it in front of an audience. And that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, this I, is where the data comes in, and the rapper has to adapt, or the rapper is going to make less money. Yeah. So you the, don't have to say yes to and, all of them. You have to say yes to some of them. Yeah. The mixing and, and, and mastering, I might be more interested in doing live rather than the writing because the writing is, for me, is going to be boring because when I write, it's all in my head. I, I never speak out loud. I I'm in my zone. I'm just writing. In, you're putting it on paper. Type it. Or write it with the oh, fucking yeah, for camera. Sure. And then people will watch words appear. This isn't about you. It's about an audience that would be willing to watch you do this. So you would not watch okay. people do this. That's fine. Like I tell Bonnie, she wouldn't watch me do this shit, but she's here and because mm. whatever. So like when she watches the content, it's not really about her. She's not the target demo, right? So in your mind, you're not the target demo. The target demo is the fan. The fan is not an MC. The fan is a consumer of the MC's product. Therefore, and I know this is really corporate speak, but I don't know how else to explain it. I'm super fucking corporate. Um, but you're looking at a lot of people look at it like from their own perspective. So I don't really make this show for myself. Truth is, I don't have the time to watch this. I participate in the event. Um, yeah. But the clips are available. 
because I probably would watch that now. And it's crazy because I would have maybe once upon a time would watch this though. So younger me would have watched this shit, would have been there right in the chat. So I know that on both ends of the spectrum, this these markets exist. But when you're creating That's... content, it's not about you. That's the yeah. main, it's really like, honestly, it's never about you. Ismail is a consumer of the content. I'm pretty sure he and I are not that similar in character. Like we have overlap of cool shit we can talk about. I just get the feeling we're not the same. You know what I'm saying? So like I never would have found Ismail if I was so worried about finding myself. I, I You dropped a, a nice nugget in there. Um, Thank you. That kind of like opened my eyes was the, was the fact you said that the younger version of you would be in the chat watching this. And then I got a glimpse of, yeah, I guess I would want to see a guy write because I'm so interested in writing the craft of it that I would want to jump in and see a guy writing a song in the process. I can see how he comes up with them. And then so you... I guess, yeah, there is, there is a, a, I guess there's a market for everything, but like, dude, let me, let me drop can, one on you. At the very so, least I can try it. So back when I was originally trying to explain what the fuck Twitch was to Bonnie, and if you ever wanted to talk about struggles in my life was explaining some shit like this to Bonnie back in the day. Okay. I'm like, everything's on Twitch. She's like, that's not true. And I'm like, everything's on Twitch. I'm like, I bet you we'll find somebody studying. She's like, no. And so I pulled up Twitch. I typed in studying and we found a mother. There was one. Okay, I was lucky. There was one <laughs> string of a motherfucker <laughs> flipping pages, studying. He's just, it's just this fucking book, dude. And he's flipping the pages. And do you remember if there was a lot of viewers? Do you remember if there that was a lot of people watching that? Is really not the point. We only have seven right now. Viewership is gained well, over no. the current of time. True, true. But to your credit, this that is the fact is a, that someone's actually doing it. Yeah. Yes, that means it exists on the platform. That yeah. means there has to be, true. to some degree or another, an audience for this because nobody yeah. just does it if there's a zero audience. Okay, <laughs> fuck. There's probably more than one. Just because they're a shit marketer and couldn't get the stream popping, or maybe we came in at like the beginning of the stream. And it got lit later yeah. on. Maybe studying yeah. with person is a popping stream right now with thousands of fucking people <laughs> on it. We don't know. I haven't looked at one time since then. Because <laughs> you never know. That would have been, it starts off, watch me study. Once I'm done studying, we get lit. And then, yeah, pop off <laughs> and it starts, you know. <laughs> it's a whole, uh, another, another stream. There's people that come in, the camera zooms out. It props up and there's a party going on. It's like, I don't know, maybe an orgy going on. I can't go that far. Although, <laughs> although I swear I once saw in a porno, um, a Twitch, they were like, a tw it was like an overlay for like live on Twitch soon. And I was like, was that ever allowed? Like, was there ever a time or a way that Twitch accepted that kind of content? Or were these just adult the entertainers? doing non-pornographic anyway i i'm overthinking it a lot yeah. but pornhub is another viable streaming site and if i had a way to be on pornhub that my girlfriend would approve of i would be on fucking pornhub you can go on pornhub talking centrally about how you'd like to make love to your girlfriend 
I need her permission for this plan. It's not about. Yes, this is true. This is one of those areas where I'm like, I'm really willing to do a lot without permission. I'm not going to make a Pornhub (laughs) account without her like writing off in some text or some shit that I can like screenshot later. Because, you know, the Internet's mean and middle class people are cruel as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting dots right now. But yeah, you 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 got to stifle some of those ideas sometimes. As, as much as you want to I don't know about take that. a chance and, and try it out. I mean, I don't have to act on them, but I certainly don't have to stifle True. them. I want to let them fester so I can find compromising middle grounds that will allow me to have the most of my cake that I can eat at the same time at once. We, we act like Fair there's enough. not ratios to this shit. I can't have utopia. But like like fucking Elon Musk said that, it, or he might not have, but somebody shared a meme. So as far as I'm concerned, Elon said this. Um, take your goal, times it by ten. Go for that, okay? And then you and then try to like set that like six months from now. You know, fucking preposterous shit. You're gonna fail. They're gonna be way farther along than if you didn't have a preposterous goal. So I only make preposterously huge goals. I have 20-year plans in in the works. So this whole interview thing is related to write a book. It's actually related to a goal, right? This isn't random to me. This doesn't have to succeed in and of itself. It's actually just a means to an end at the end of the day for me, you know? Um, I think that's the main thing, though. You need to have a plan in place, um, especially when it comes to life. putting your life not your life. I mean, that's a little too dramatic, but especially yeah, I plan when you're putting it all. Body yeah. hates it, but I do it. I plan everything. There, I find there's room. There's room for everything, but I feel like having a plan in place and setting the, the appropriate goals and steps towards a grander goal makes sure you stay at least consistent and at least keeps you working towards that goal. Mm. However, there are times I feel for uh, a more when you want to wing it, you want to wing certain things because you just want to see how it goes. Cause that is taking that chance of like, if this does succeed, you want to hear great, some irony. That's awesome. If it fails, I put zero thought into what the fuck we're going to talk about. I just figured I'd wing it. <laughs> but that's the thing. I put zero thought. I, I, the only thing I thought about was, is um, if we talk about certain projects and things like that, like that, that's fine. That's bound to come up either way. But for the most part, I was planning on coming on and like we were doing, just shooting the shit and yeah. having a conversation, man. <laughs> You're like a pilot project for me. How the fuck am I going to do episode two? <laughs> if we can talk about OnlyFans and how it's effective marketing, I'm always, that's that's like fucking great because I just tied it. Yo, I don't care what anyone says. That was one of my favorite parts of that conversation because, yo, music marketing is fucking powerful and people act, yo, here's why OnlyFans is powerful. I actually had a point I wanted to make back then that I forgot, but people may not agree with it. But why I'm also encouraging Twitch. Twitch creates an as-a-service model. As-a-service means people pay subscription. As-a-service is just fucking jargon for subscription. Okay? That's all it really means. So software as-a-service, subscription model. Gaming is now as-a-service, subscription model. That's what it means. When you see the as, G-A-A-S, S-A-A-S, it just means subscription model. Okay? Investors love that shit. Everything's going towards subscription models. I mean, everything in your fucking universe is going towards that because it takes your fucking stock price and it skyrockets it. This is not hyperbolic. If anyone knows anything about anything in the world, you will find that companies go subscription and their stock price rises. Everybody's trying to go public. 
private companies are the only people that will get out of an as a service economy. Spotify as a service, Dropbox as a service, Zoom is now another $23 out of my life a month as a service. It's all like that. TV's like mm. that. All the apps we use, everything in our life is slowly going to like that. Patreon, hmm, content as a service. I made it way too cheap for a minute. I don't like that, but priced correctly, it's a beautiful thing. Creator as a service. Actually, it's fucked up, man. I have to give a lot of props and credit to the future of how I see life to those six fucking patrons' names that I say all the fucking time. Because, like, end of the day, um, yo, it's absolutely sustainable. It's the future shit. It's the more communistic, democratic approach to fucking content. It means there's a lot less millionaires and a lot more people making $80,000 a year off of art. So if you look at it from a redistribution of wealth perspective, it actually takes a lot of money away from... I mean, certainly the service providers make huge bank, but at an independent level, um, the truth is, Ismail, guys like you exist. And I mean, Ismail is one of my patrons, so there's a dollar amount that gets attached to that, right? And the fact is, it's not just one is guy, there's there's more than one, right? So as time goes on, uh, even if that doesn't grow for myself because I'm a shit marketer for that kind of content that existed, trust, this, this interview shit is different. I have entire strategies in place on how to monetize this not now and not off of the artist but to find people like ismail no offense you're just in the chat so your name's there but who really just want to support and make them want to support it and come yeah. up with the way how many people do i really need it's like a thousand i can find a thousand motherfuckers willing to pay me five bucks a month or whatever that's fucking actual yeah. enough revenue to do some shit on you know it's true because uh, even uh going on there's a lot of people out there ismail just to respond to you well here's the thing you're a type of person in regards to in my life you meet, represent that to me and you might not want to support other things but i can tell you there's boxes for everything as in subscription boxes yeah. it's it's in every field it's in everything it's everywhere it's creeping over and the entire fucking world <laughs> is going down that path so while i like you just happen to be like the example in this case, right? And I understand that people, like, there are times and things where subscriptions are a terrible fucking idea. And it is, and <laughs> that can go down a different, like, section, a section. But I meant, like, where I think the future of music is going is not album sales. It's the as-a-service economy. That's why you should be on Twitch. Because, yo, uh, Merker Miyagi subscribed to me. Legit, organic. He just fucked with my content heavy subscribe that means i'm going to make uh 250 american a month off of him on a recurring model because of his beautiful contributions to the support um i don't know subscribers are kind of public it's not like whatever they they hit that shit up they get a little badge in my chat so it's not like a secret uh and that's how much it translates to so like the fact is i don't know how long it takes but i think that i'm gonna make more money i've made more money off of patreon than i've made off of album sales so like i'm really inspired by these numbers that i'm seeing the power of a recurring model in my life where it's just about finding enough people to fuck with you heavy like that and yo what if somebody who's rich shows up and offers me like a hundred dollars a month because for them is nothing and yeah. then you find five of those people it's, it, it's true though because i find if you're you're creating whatever you're doing whatever you invested in say be it your interviews and you're just you're basically being yourself and you're doing the interviews the way you want to do them you construct this whole thing the way you envision it a little bit yeah and so i'll say whatever so you do it how you want to do it i said 90 percent, 
as much as I'm sure you want to expand, you want to do it differently. There's certain I mean, ideas. Like, other have. people get says like Bonnie can be like, I know other people have opinions and I have to respond to the audience and the guests. So it's as much as I want to do it in terms of yes and no. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to argue with you. It's, it's this is the later <laughs> part of the interview where it's a little more loopier, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's the idea that what you're creating. Yeah. People enjoy enough to support you. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's based it on what, the idea you had was, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. It's, it's, a, it's, it's exactly how it should be. You're making something that people want to consume. So they're going to support you so they can continue consuming it. So you continue making so they can continue consuming because they enjoy what you make. Which is dope, dude. It trips me out. Like, yeah, it's, no offense. It's awesome. Like, like and, and yo, I'm not going to lie. If I'm late, his mail is in my fucking DMs. That's good, though. That's, that's good. <laughs> it's like, dog, shit. Make me like, where you at, man? It's supposed to be an interview. What's going on? He's like, yo, <laughs> I want my fucking song review. It's this one. And I'm like, respect. That's what I owe you. I owe it to him. Like, it's not like whatever. That's good, though. It's the obligation and the honor of it all. And I'm learning to time manage at the new pace in life. It's taking a minute and everything's fucking late. <laughs> so I'm learning. But... Uh, Yo, Ismail is mad polite. I respect the shit out of Ismail. Like, Ismail is one of my favorite people in the world. So he, even if he's not polite, it's cool. But he's absolutely correct. <laughs> but he's basically saying, where the fuck's my shit at? And I'm like, you're right, Ismail. And Bonnie, I'll look at Bonnie and be like, we got to get it done now. And she'll be like, whatever. And I'm like, Ismail's paying us. We have to do it, okay? <laughs> we have to deliver. But, uh, it's no, true, but, but, like, that, but that's good. It's good that fans will hold you accountable but it's also the fact that you 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 don't uh you're not bitter about it or anything like that nah, you want dope. to provide and you feel no, that it trips like, me out I, I it's like the opposite it's like holy fuck yo you can post your paid for streams i can go look at the lifetime value of ismail gadam c lindell williams chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane and fucking scribble <laughs> <laughs> And I don't mean it to commodify it in such a way, but at a literal fiscal level, I streamed a lot of my own music this year to test shit out. Most of my streams are me and Bonnie. Why? Because there's an actual dollar value attached to it. And my original theory was if I, and I, I'm just not good at it, but if I were to stream my own music overnight, I would pay for my own Spotify account. Well, okay. On that note, actually on that note, I remember when we used to, uh, when the original album with BEP came out and we, we used to stream it ourselves, we'd have it going. Um, yes, it made a little bit of money, not that much. No. But I think someone someone spoke about cracking down on that, where if you if it, the same thing is on loop for like 24 hours plus, they eventually oh. find out it's just like a... Right, you don't do it like that. You put, you put a playlist of enough of your own shit on it that it takes like each song gets like four views. But in total, your account and, is... And it, I mean, and not, nothing, there's no flags, no nothing for well, that. I mean, I pay for fucking Spotify. I'm allowed to listen to my own shit as a paying Spotify consumer. This isn't body Definitely, shit. Yeah. I, I agree it's that, like yeah. my account is a paid account, and those spins are monetized spins. If I choose, I also choose to listen to your music True, that yeah. counts. And Bonnie's account is also a paid account. And yeah, it's not yeah. like we sit there and run it like 24 7 all the fucking time that's just a silly way to approach i said when i go to sleep and then i play other yeah. shit when i'm awake but that was enough that if i ran it when i'm asleep it would give me the 15 dollars back to pay for my own spotify account and i said okay. fuck yeah. pride and ego 
Never even going to hide it. But <laughs> six people fucked with my shit enough to jump on board with that respin strategy enough to be. I had six people that had me at their fucking number one artist because I asked everyone to respin my shit. I'm like, I don't even give a fuck if you listen to it. Just replay my shit. This is about money yeah, to me yeah. uh, in that regard. I mean, yes. Okay, fine. Go ahead and listen to it if you want. But I was actually just trying to get a couple numbers up. And, you know, I just wanted to make yeah. it, it past a thousand the first time at first. And then I'm like, oh, shit, actually, a thousand is worth 3.08 USD. Okay, wait a second. If I can somehow sustainably get this many views per month, I get free Spotify. Yeah. That's, dope, actually. that's actually yeah, just what like it was that. for me. Um, and then if other people spin my shit, cool. I don't know. My monthly listeners are trash right now because I'm not talking about it. But I was able to keep it about 50 for about two months. So I was pretty proud of that. That's sick. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, that's another thing is like Spotify haven't, uh, well, now everything should be up on Spotify. Yo, it's all there. Um, it was wonderful. We was bumping your shit for like the whole way through. Dope. Dope. Um, I can't wait to add more because I want to, I wish I had a bigger catalog. But um, time. yeah, when it comes to like, when times to uh, comes into attracting more of an audience or getting people um, to just bump it, everyone keeps telling me organically it's 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 rough. You 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 have to make the pushes in uh, in in different angles that you that you're not comfortable with, which I get. I totally get. Um, like we were talking about marketing, self marketing requires creativity, but, but also not, not just creativity. You're it though. You're actually doing stuff. Like, let's just give you your flowers because yeah, you're leveraging these like one, two minute little live update videos. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't know how many fans you have, but it convinces me you have more fans than me. I mean, I, don't, I think oh, that's kind of a weird. No, no, no. On a psychological level, I watch you do. I'm telling you my reaction. This isn't anybody else's uh, reaction. This is the Holden. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. telling you, I watch this shit. You doing your little updates. And I'm like, I don't know how many fans he has, but he does update videos. Shit, eh? He's got to have people that give a fuck. But then you you have to have people that give a fuck because you're doing update videos. And I'm watching them. True, yeah. So I'm like, that's yeah. how, how much effort is that for you to go, hey, guys, I'm really excited to be here <laughs> with another update for you. Here's all the features I'm involved in. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, guy. I have like one feature. <laughs> Nobody wants to fuck with me. You know, like comes in and not like I'm salty. I'm just like, fucking CB Mac. Yeah, he's crushing that shit. Wake up in the morning, CB well, Mac's on this fucking Breaking Records album. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> CB Mac's killing that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome, though. It's, I'm definitely, I appreciate everything, man. It's, it's really cool. And, and the reason. I do the updates is because I'm mindful that I, I I have to keep people in the loop of what's going on if I want people to to look forward to what I'm going to put out before I put it out. But it's so I want to get more people you involved. It, my man. You do it by video. Yeah. I don't even do it by video. I write yeah. essays. I have kind of okay <laughs> success yeah. with my essays, though. I have too many people hit like for me to stop. I can hit 25 likes on some shit that's about 700 words and motherfuckers tell me nobody reads shit. I'm like, mm, no, they're responding to point like 17 deep into my fucking shit. Um, 
Yo, the playlist for your features is actually a sick idea. Ismail just pointed that out, dude. I got blown away by that feature. The the playlist that you have on your Spotify, because we were peeping that shit. We were looking for my album. Cool. I'm like, wait, why isn't my album appearing here? That's actually yeah, fucking weird. I'm gonna check that out because that's yeah, anyway, that's not the point. The point is you have a fucking cool idea. Yeah. Uh it's it's not it's the second time I saw a fucking wicked idea with fucking Spotify playlist, but it's like, wow, these are all the people that want to fuck with me. So at it again, we're talking about look, yeah. the thing about marketing is and there's no polite way to fucking say this. It's about letting people know you're interesting. And you know what's a good way to let people know you're interesting? I already have four fucking people that are have me on their Spotify and I've I've got like eight songs. Okay, like your fucking like Spotify feature shit is like fifty percent of the volume. That's a fucking flex dog okay what's our ratios i don't know mine's shit so if i want to make those kinds of i'm just trying to point out the perspective that like yeah. and i'm not saying you flex about it but you kind of did by accident because you made that playlist that's good marketing thank you the reason i made that playlist though is because i wanted again i want to grow my catalog and i know a lot of the features i did some people might not even know i did them because i'm not talking about them anymore so I wanted to, I wanted to find them, find a way to put them with my page. So I figured out that I could just make a playlist and call it features. Cause these are the songs that I featured on. So if you see my catalog, yeah, it's great. You want more? Well, here's some features as well. I guess it is a flex in a sense, but it was mainly just to make sure everything I did is there. I tried to get, um, I have some stuff on like the Willie scandals ciphers and other things like that. They're on SoundCloud, which ah, I can, I can direct nuts, people to. Man. It's like, I want, I want that shit on Spotify. I'm like, yo, nobody's yeah, playing SoundCloud. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, shit, I want to add it. But we yeah, can't. I want all that stuff on there. And it's just like, cause no. it'll get blocked and it'll be like, yo, that's why I don't <laughs> fucks with that shit. I'm like, look, okay, here's the truth of the world, man. It's like 80% of the market share is Spotify and Apple music. Okay. That's just yeah. facts. Okay. Like you can argue yeah. all you want with how like SoundCloud, like SoundCloud is there. Cause there is that guy that asked me every now and again for a SoundCloud link. So I'm like, eh, okay, I'll put it on SoundCloud. Yeah. It gets a view, <clears throat> but motherfuckers look at well, you like you real if you on Spotify. Yeah, it, it does seem like the, uh, I remember the first time I was, I was able to check on a major streaming platform and see CB Mac in a song. I was like ecstatic. Like, yo, I made it. I made it. I want a major platform, but it's like <laughs> so is everyone else. So it's not. It's not too impressive. That is but not it's true. The fact that there is one large name person, and I can't fucking say their name because I don't want to be a shithead. They got crazy numbers on YouTube. Not a single thing is on Spotify. Was it uh, Mac Lethal? I can't. I'm, no, no, no. We're talking local, so I don't want to say names. Uh, but oh, my local. Point is, oh, okay, okay. That just tells me you don't own your shit right so you're not on spotify so i'm just saying not everyone's yeah. on spotify dog there's a degree of you paid a motherfucker for a thing for you to be on spotify like i found the paper receipts for my yeah. last album because motherfucker snail mailed me that shit from alabama but again wow paper like you just need your you need to have some degree of proof of payment if cases otherwise you can get sued and shit you know so it's like really actually important to like cover your shit um 
Apparently, there's a website that suggests you tracks with zero streams on Spotify, and I think that just became a new stream idea. Ismail, you just gave me a stream idea. CB Mac, you should host that Say with what? me. We just go on fucking listen to songs with zero streams on Spotify and fucking give our thoughts and opinions on them, and then you accidentally become a reviewer because, whoops, I fucking tricked you into it. I'm kidding. It's a good idea for your brand, I, I, though. Uh, it is. It's actually a very good idea. Um, on that note of having zero uh, streams, there was another channel on YouTube I found that he specifically looks for uh, videos that have zero views or very, very little views, like 10 views. And then he reviews them on his web, on his channel. Mm. I forget what it's called, but he's found some, I mean, bombs, like just not, shouldn't, should not even be there, should not even be out in the public. But he's also found some gems that um is the reason why he does it because it's like you never know what you're gonna find so let's specifically look for it sometimes it's videos that just came out like 10 minutes ago or it's videos that have been out but really don't have a platform and still have like say even just like 30 views dog i got listen that to shit it. on my fucking channel <laughs> <laughs> but he'll but he'll watch it and he'll he'll put it up and he'll review it on his channel uh, and it's actually really cool. I can't remember the name though. I think I have him on my. Um, I subscribe to it, um, but it's a. Uh, for was it Forgotify? Forgotify. What a name! That's it's not amazing. that. It's it's no uh, Forgotify is what Ismail was talking about. Yeah, they can see it on the fucking yeah. stream. <laughs> yeah, that's that <laughs> Forgotify. I like that. <laughs> that's a good Shit, name. I hope I don't get Forgotified. Nah, nah, nah. If anything, you're getting fucking what is that shit called? Shazammed. Motherfuckers will shazam you. That would be that would be awesome if the day I get shazam because someone hears it. Hey, wait a minute, what's that? CB Mac, like let it go. Dope. I'm gonna check that out. It's like dog. Yeah, that's I cool. had my that's first really shazam cool. this week. Awesome. You get that email from Apple Music every week, and it's always at zero zero for me. Sometimes it goes one one. Somebody fucking shazammed one of my songs, and I'm like, <gasps> I don't, I don't know. That's just it was awesome, like, because that's that's some serious shit. That's like literally they had to pull out the motherfucking phone and actually scan that shit with Shazam. Apple, what is this shit? Because it's also part of Siri. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's um, dope though. Or I guess you say Siri if you're an Apple person. I'm clearly not an Apple person, but I need to be because Clubhouse uh, is on Apple and it's not on Android, and Clubhouse is lit. Yeah, there's a reason. What, what get... is Clubhouse? You have to be invited, no? Getting an invite code is not that hard. I have multiple people that can get uh, uh, codes to to okay. the squad if I needed to. Uh, basically, Clubhouse is kind of like, have you ever like looked at the VR spaces and the idea of these private rooms where people congregate and have conversations as avatars? Now, take that and strip away avatars, and now it's just a bunch of rooms where people congregate and have discussions, and you can kind of build up followings. I don't I don't fully know because I haven't fucked with it, but I have homies that are fucking with it heavy. But here's the thing. Uh, a lot of hip-hop is there. And when I'm saying, like, you could end up in a room with Jay-Z right now. Or maybe not Jay-Z, but, like, real names. And that's going to end. But that's the right now phase it's in. And I'm not trying to, like, snitch it out. Like, if you have an Apple device, by now everybody's fucking Googled it. You either care or you don't. But I don't have an Apple device. So I fucking literally can't fucking get the app. And I'm like, wow, I've never had a reason to buy an Apple product before. 
But imagine the interview guest I could maybe find if I'm in this fucking ecosystem as it's growing and shit. Imagine what I could do if I have him behind that suit's name there. But I can't do that because I don't have an Apple product. And this has never happened in my entire fucking life before. And I'm sitting there. I was going to buy an iPad on the Kijiji, but then the fucking rules are like, fuck you. And I'm like, it's kind of non-essential. Fine. Yeah. Um. So it's basically, what is it? It's just like a conference call. But it's a, sense, a social media. It like on... And so yeah, like, you, you like, even on so you even on Facebook they have those um, rooms. Rooms you yeah, can but do. nobody I haven't uses tried it, those. those you... So imagine what are those pe- for though? Because they copied somebody else, and nobody used it on Facebook. But somebody else, probably Clubhouse huh. or one of these things, had success with rooms. Zoom has rooms. It, cause, oh, Facebook's trying to be Zoom when they did the rooms. They wanted to have like parties and shit uh, or whatever. So that's how these guys do it. So when you see Facebook dropping a feature like that, they clearly just saw somebody else's fucking feature and stole that shit because that's how they fucking do, right? That's how they they operate. It's not like they just come up with shit. They're good thieves more than they're innovators. Um, But like if the ecosystem is, you could be on this shit. You're sitting by yourself at home during COVID times. Everybody's in lockdown. Everybody's bored. And then all of a sudden there's this place where you can have a 40 person debate on the this or that or the that thing. Like the cast of the Lion King yeah. was singing Christmas carols in a room one time. The Broadway musical Lion King cast. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So it's yeah. not like, look, it's like, it's you either like it or don't. But personally, I'm going, I can't even participate. And I'm like, that's fucking whackness. That's never happened to me before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The opportunity is there, but like you just you're not allowed in yet until you get an Apple product. Which is the nutsest uh, thing I've ever had to say in my life as an avid Android fan. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely need to uh, either fully invest in Apple or just pick and choose what products uh, would be most useful. Um, I definitely need to switch my phone because my phone's too old. The camera sucks, um, and I just need better quality. Yeah, that's weird. So I don't know if I should go Android or or, or more Apple. Apple. Because I don't use Apple anyway. Nah, I'll give like you a I real answer. Phone, but An I answer I never anyway. thought about before. Here's here's the truth of the matter. Um, everything we're trying to do is about networking. That's the real big facts yeah. of the situation. So you provide ill buyers that people really like, so they want to fuck with you. I had this platform, so they want to fuck with me. Either way, in our world, networking is the most powerful thing going on right now. Um, I actually don't know. Maybe if I marketed myself as a musician where I could actually do better than I do, but I don't present myself like that because this is really what the brand... Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But um, we want to be around people that have more money than us in this game because those are people who found out how to have more money than us. And let me tell you something about Apple. You you have money if you have Apple products. And, Mm -hmm. And the future of technology is ecosystems more than it's not so what apple has why they're they're exclusive to apple right now is because there's no fucking poor people over there is the truth of the situation so a lot of the raffle like the lower end classes are on android and so a way to keep poor people out of your shit and get it is a if you're an app developer with a social media platform blah 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 Apple only. It's not. This is a theory. I have no fucking proof. So allegedly, is it all? But the other side of it is, 
it's cheaper to develop for Apple because they have limited control on their devices versus Android, which has a whole bunch of other shit. But at the end of the day, it really has to do with money. You can easily get your shit on Android. Um, if you limit the pool of fucking rich people to like whatever, then the celebrities will stay on your platform and you keep getting good headlines. Then inevitably it's fire. You have to go to Android because demand is there. That's coming within the next few months. And then it becomes what TikTok is now and it's fucking awful. <clears throat> and then the new thing happens. And then the new thing happens. And then it's fucking interesting. But as a networking potential, you really need to position yourself. This is what I'm learning. I might be wrong, but I also do aspire to one day have a million dollars in my bank account so I can do grandiose things to, for my city. It's it's not about like me. It's about like you know I want to execute some bigger ideas. I want to get the Bell Center one day for a thing. You know, like that's that's real money. That means you need real revenue. Um, and that's true. iPhone fans are willing to pay more for apps than Android fans. Big facts, because iPhone people make way more money. This is not like whatever. So I, wa I watched this marketer, Scott Galloway, and the way he puts it is if you have an uh, iPhone and an iWatch and a whatever, whatever, you're basically telling your prospective mate, you don't have to worry. I got the cash flow to take care of you. Hmm. That's a real so that's branding. Yeah, it's the... It's a real the bling branding. bling is turning to tip bling. Mm. It, it, but it's what it is. If you can afford yeah, Apple, yeah. if you can't Apple everything, it's like Gucci. It really yeah. is. It's really fucking expensive. Interesting. Yeah, there's lots of uh, lots of things I have to look into and and upgrade and and reevaluate. Oh, just one thing. Not everybody with money is evil. You just want to find the people <laughs> that are that are good with money, and you're not going to find yeah. them because the truth about money is money hangs with money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway. For sure, I agree. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off, though. I definitely agree. All good. <laughs> um, Anki? Yeah, What's I don't... Anki? I don't even know what that is. Yo, what is Anki? Uh, oh, shit, he's saying either way, it doesn't matter, because the app is free on Android, because nobody's going to fucking buy it on Android, but it costs money on iPhone. There's another end to that. Uh, app developers have to pay money to be in the, in the iOS store and shit. So you don't necessarily have to pay money to be in Google Play, if I'm not mistaken, in the same way, or the fees are astronomically different. So app yeah. developers tend to have a more of a premium. It's also why Nintendo Switch games cost more than Steam games, because there's a higher dev cost to be on the Switch. Yo, what's up, Willie? How's the hockey game, Willie? Yo, shout out to Willie. I hope it was a what's good up, game. That's all I'm saying, because I know Willie was doing his hockey shit. And if y'all are here, make sure you follow fucking willy world and show love like that because dog is playing our music uh fuck the, it's oh, not as good it's not good uh my mom's gonna make a facebook <laughs> status about it i absolutely fucking promise it's gonna be like oh my night's over the leaves one five four ho woe is me or whatever that's gonna be it that's how i get my sports updates um but yo Willie, Willie's the reason, like I said, that CB Mac and I even know of each other's existence. So you fucking should all fucking yeah. should follow Willie Scandals. And we, we, True. I remember, I remember the night where I remember the night where I was making some songs. I was, this is after like the whole falling out with BP and everything. I was making some songs and I had to find a way to, to get like a focus group kind of thing and, and, and see like, okay, I got to see who can listen to it and, and give me some feedback. And I swear, I was five minutes from going to bed. It's on the computer. Just Facebook 
whatever, randomly, I don't even know how it happened, randomly, uh, I saw this post. I, I didn't even know who Willie Scandals was. I was scrolling through when I saw Willie Scandals kicking it live, sending your MP3s. I was like, why okay. not? Let's give it a try. So I just sent it in, showed up at the show, met all you guys, went back again. And then from then on, it's just like, I just connected with you guys. It was, it was dope. It's it's since that point on, man. I've been working with all of you. Yeah, man, it's dope, Fucking man. Lovely. All I know is Willie said very heartfelt things about me. Like Willie doesn't just play your shit. Willie goes out of his way to find something positive to say about your shit too. It's real feel good. But he was like so sincere. Yeah. And most of Willie's audience, I don't think they fuck with me as much as Willie does. That's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm fucking weird with that shit. I'm. I respect that. But shout out Willie because he keeps playing my shit. And I look because yo, as much as Willie's watching the reactions, I'm also watching the reactions. These motherfuckers react to CB yeah. Mac. You know, they fucking react to CB Mac. These motherfuckers watch me <laughs> and they're like, mm, yeah, it's okay. And yo, here's the thing. You <laughs> artists really, really fuck with me. And the ones that fuck with me, fuck with me heavy. And everyone else was like, yeah. mm, no, no, that's not. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> but yo, people fuck with it's your true, shit, but like, dog. But I can, uh, I remember when I first heard your stuff and I watched the first video I saw was, uh, what was the name of the song? I can't remember, but it was something to do with dragons. No, it wasn't dragons. Killing dragons. No. Killing Dragons? Yeah. Is that the one you're... With a girl. Anyways, I, I, I watched it, and just hearing you flow, I was like, this is interesting. Like, I, I like I like the way you're flowing. And it it caught me because of the fact that it was different. Mm. I, I thought it, it sounded different. The tone of your voice, the delivery. Um, I jacked so much. The words you were off. choosing and what you were talking about. Speaking Sorry? of like fast rappers, I jack so much shit from Yellow Wolf. I'm not even gonna lie, he's a huge oh, inspiration yeah. on flow. Cause yo, I think uh Twista is like a simplified version. He's really good at like the fast. But Yellow Wolf yeah. is like a smooth tech nine when he wants to be. He's not always like that because he really likes country. But when he wants to be, he's like a smooth tech nine. And I like that better. It's like uh it's fast okay. and complex, but it's not necessarily like choppy. And that's what I try to aim for, okay. like a smoother version of that shit, especially on a track like that one where it's like, I don't know. It is what it is. It's interesting. Though. I, I do have to check out Yellow Wolf because uh, yeah, I remember hearing, like I said, I, I remember hearing the name, but haven't really but he, uh, checked into him. So he's a fucking weird one, right? Because he dropped N-bombs, apparently, and Royce was talking about that shit. And then I'm like, man. Well, oh, he's white, I guess? Yeah, he's super white. He's from Alabama. And okay. then he moved to fucking uh, oh. Nashville. That's why okay. it's like I find it great that I have an album called the Alabama Quebec Connect because I literally linked up with an Alabama. Yo, I fuck with Alabama like white boys, I guess. I don't know what it is. Their sound, it just it appeals to me when they rap. I, I don't know. I like Yellow Wolf a lot. I just wish he wasn't that guy. And then it makes it hard. Because now I hear his song and I go, man, drop sand bombs. And I'm like, fuck. And I can't not hear that. And I know if like some people yeah. like separate the man from the artist and speeches and debates on Facebook and shit. But it's like R. Kelly, he fucks kids. Not the fucks kids. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> That's like, just what he does. I probably shouldn't say it so bluntly though. I'm gonna fucking get in trouble on the internet. I gotta be like smarter with that kind of shit. But um it's what pops into my head. It's like I can't not think about these people when I hear their music. I don't know how people yeah. do it. I don't know how people do that shit where they can just be like, the music's fucking fire. I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. I would, especially when I listen to music now, uh, because I, 
first and foremost, I, I don't usually delve into anyone's personal lives. So even <laughs> musicians and artists, you could ask me questions. Oh, did you hear about when they did this or what? And it's like, I have no idea. All I know is they spit this and it was dope or they spit that and it was whack. I don't know what they were referring to in their personal lives, but like you, I have no mm. idea. I like, but that's I, just me. But it's like for me, it changed a bit too, right? Because now all of a sudden I'm doing reviews, so you all of a sudden you like literally yeah, gotta exactly, watch yeah. the news more. You're like watching DJ Vlad's and fucking uh, Blackie Speaks's and fucking even Academics's and all, the good and the bad, right? Like you watch all this stuff. Yeah. Like recently, I found the biggest stand in the world. I, I really like him though because he tries really hard, but he starts off his stuff with a clip of himself. He's like, I'm a rapper, so you can trust me. And then he stands and he breaks down Eminem tracks and he's really like, plays like two seconds. Yo, you got to check out that flow. It's so intricate. Like he's the best, yo. And the way he lays up the A rhyme with the B rhyme. And he just, he does a really good job. Yeah. I hate the content, yeah. but he does a really good job with it and shit. So I watch all this stuff. And then I started like getting more into the gossip ish because like yo it's everywhere you can't like actually do your homework as a creator in the field of it and not end up watching these news sources i agree i but that's that's, that's where we, i think we differentiate like like exactly yeah where we came back to um or sorry to go back to how i listen to music like i said i listen with a purpose and that purpose most of the time when i'm listening to hip-hop is to break down or understand how they made their bars i'm not there to listen to oh kanye's talking about this and that specifically i don't really don't care about his personal life like oh, gosh, i, his I personal just don't life care is so fascinating anyway no <laughs> yeah well that's what joe rogan podcast was for when i watched that with him and kanye i got to get an insight into that because i was curious but that's because i specifically watched it for that purpose but when i hear his music I don't care about that. I want to hear how he wrote what he wrote, not mm. why he's writing yeah, it. Actually, like, I, I feel, I feel you heavy on what you're saying. I feel it because, yo, you're saying when I listen to the music, it's a study exercise. It's the truth of the matter. So it's like, a, digga, 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 digga. and so when you listen to Kanye, especially with something like a Kid See Ghost, where like, honestly, that shit's fucking interesting. That is an interesting album if you haven't heard it. It's the one he did with Kid Cudi in that seven track run he did. If you have not heard that, it is an interesting experience, and I highly recommend it because that guy does scat techniques with his vocals, as in the jazz scat technique, and a lot of people make fun of it, but I'm like, yo, that's like an actual thing, right? Like, you can't just make fun of yeah. people for making mouth noises. That's a real vocal technique and shit. And Kanye kills it. He has like a whole chorus where, I, I mean, you don't have to agree with me, but he just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yo, this is the greatest shit I ever heard. Connie's not saying words. And it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm like, Connie's really good at not saying words. But at the same time, I, I read his Twitter threads and I'm like, nah, I get what Kanye's saying. I get, well, you're mad, but I also kind of get what Kanye's saying. I actually am convinced that guy's president or at least making a serious run in 2028. Yeah, most likely. Like, people That's act like he's kidding. I'm like, yo, he got, like, five-figure votes. It's over. That guy's actually doing this, guys. Yo, he's not kidding. He's going to do this. Yeah, no, he's, and you know uh, what? he's dead serious He about made that. $3 billion fucking dollars in, like, a year or two. So let's not, like, discount him as a fool. He might have erratic issues, but so does a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, I yeah, look no, at him I, that's one thing I'd, I'd recommend to people if they want to know a little bit more about Kanye and just the way he thinks. Mm. Just watch the interview with Joe Rogan. You get to see him react and act and, so, and question and how he 
questions things. I like the the I, believe it or not, watching Joe Rogan talk to Alex Jones made me rethink Alex Jones. I watched all nine hours of the two Alex Jones Damn. interviews because it's so interesting. <laughs> When you have a guy like Joe Rogan who can focus on Alex Jones and keep him on track, Alex Jones makes yeah. all the sense. It's that most people yeah. derail him on purpose, so he says stuff like gay frogs and whatnot, which is you know a silly optic. I watched a video that said Alex Jones had a point on that, by the way. We all made fun of him, and then it turned out that the water actually did do this to the frogs, and that was an actual thing that happened. And then I said, oh, fuck. Yo, I, we all made fun of Alex Jones for that. And then Mans followed up in it. I watched this video on YouTube recently, actually. And he's like, yo, there actually was some shit that changed the sexuality of the frogs. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, fuck, I, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, we, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, damn, he was right. But I don't feel like he, he spews garbage. I feel like he, he always does come with factual things. The only thing that I think throws people off is that one like you said sometimes he gets derailed or or and he has to go on different tangents and and it and just it just makes it all seem like less palatable but he is very uh how do you say he's very enthusiastic he's a super yeah. enthusiastic guy when it comes to the information now um, i don't and that kind of puts people off guard sometimes i, I i'm not saying i agree with everything alex Jones says I'm just saying that watching Joe no, Rogan made me empathize with him in ways I wasn't expecting. Yo, Joe Rogan's a huge influence for me. Like, he's a huge influence for everything Same. I'm doing right now. Uh, so is Nore and Drink Chaps. Nore is a fascinating fellow. If you have not watched Drink Chaps, watch that shit. Dude, it's the greatest. So Nore is a Grammy Award winning artist with a great career, right? Capone and Noriega um, and all that shit. So he's there. Um, and then... You have him interviewing legends, as in a bunch of people with professional camera training who've also won Grammys and other celebrated things, and they get drunk and high together. But because they're all media cool. professionals, they can hold their own. And then they do the first two inter the first two hours is whatever, and then hour three, hour two to three starts, and that's when the show gets lit. So that's why my Sick, interviews okay. are long. It takes me something like two hours to break somebody down usually. I broke, so I was talking, and this is no disrespect to Lorelai. I got to watch the DMX interview. That sounds fascinating. But I was talking to Lorelai, and at the start of the conversation with Lorelai, she was Lorelai. By the end of the conversation, she was straight Keisha. I had turned her into herself. And it took me about an hour and a half to two hours. And I tried to, because with you, it's different. Like, this was just straight up your Chris Mack the whole fucking time, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> like, that's what this because we already went through that, like, fucking thing. It's easy peasy. We're at that point. But I have to, like, figure people out a bit, right? And then it takes, so, you, so I hit them with these, like, random questions all over. We tangent a lot, but I can keep track of it. So I'm always yeah. keeping track of the pace of stuff, pausing, unpausing, redirecting. And it effectively makes them drunk in the same effect as what fucking uh and then we get in this vibe and by hour two to three uh it starts to get a little more interesting and it gets more personal we all start fuck and i'm stoned at this point because i mean i kept smoking pot so i'm like all right fuck it i'm gonna talk more now that's when i start talking more <laughs> yeah and it just kind of awesome. slaps out proper I, mean, I i think that's what makes your uh your interviews much more interesting and along the lines of a Joe Rogan podcast, because in the beginning, it's very formal. It's, yeah, we'll get like, you know, the, the, the niceties out of the way and ask these questions here and there. But as time goes on, the, 
interviewee and the interviewer, they get more comfortable, start becoming more themselves, a little more laid back. You can ask certain questions that they'll give you some full length answers yeah, and you'll get, you'll dig a little deeper. <laughs> It's I mean, cool. like, I dig it. but when I say stoned, I mean like dog. I can fucking Snoop Dogg smoke, so it's not like I'm ever gonna be completely gone. It's just I know that I've let my hair down at this point, but this is as far as it's yeah. ever gonna go. It's never gonna go past this. I'm still in full like control. It's just, yeah. eh. It's also more the time of day. It's ten thirteen, right? So like I don't have the same level of control of my brain. Yeah. I'm not normally socializing. This is more like canoodling time. You know? yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Cut in the canoodling time. (laughs) But that's what I think is dope. Because, yo, we've talked about a a bunch of shit that's been amazing. Your conversation's fluid. I don't know how much time you have, by the way. I don't know if you're like, gotta go soon. I mean, I can go as long as you want, but I I definitely do gotta cut cut off uh, soon. I would say 11. 11 would be 11 would be my absolute, like, she'll fucking kill me on a work night type shit. But I'm like, there's still eight people here, so I don't wanna fucking dip now. I just wanted to make sure you're still cool. Um, but like, yeah, uh, cool. no, cause man, even on other, any kind of shit, uh, yes. Okay. I fucked up everybody. We're live on the internet. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> no stress, but, um, how do you feel about doing shit? Like I want to start doing this, like open mic cypher freestyle session, um, where, you know, I, we can't do tracks yet. I can't figure out how you can perform your own shit. It's not going to sound good. Let's not fucking try that shit, but we can play beats and you can freestyle. And whether it's written or not, For I don't sure. give a shit. Uh, and you just freestyle. And you come on through. Because we're trying to make this happen. Like, as in, we have tentative dates picked. And we're having a meeting on Saturday morning to start this process. Uh, okay. <clears throat> shout out Vincent Price, who's down to supply beats. Don Dadis, down to fucking supply beats. Smoking Ink said the beats available oh. on Spotify are also usable. Which means that even without a DJ, I can run this shit. And I can just hit play on Spotify. Because your motherfuckers okay. is letting us use their beats, these Montreal producers. See what I'm saying? It's three producers that are fucking yeah. in the city that people can hit up right now. And why producers is mad important. But how would you feel about showing up and spitting on that shit? I'd love to, man. Definitely. You like I said, enough. I'm probably going to go uh, mostly for freestyles um, just because I got to fine tune it. And it's it'll be fun. I used to do it all the time where uh, I used to work at uh, when I was living in the West Island. And I was working at uh, Scratch West Island. No enough. shit, I worked at the Super Club Videotron. No shit, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, when I was working at the Scratch West Island, after we'd close up, it was myself, another guy, Jay Hill, who uh, who rapped as well. And then I had Kareem, who was an R&B singer. And we used to go out and you know we'd switch the beatboxes between the three of us. Whoever was beatboxing wasn't rapping. The other guys would spit some verses, sing some songs. The other guy would take over a beatbox, and we just go around and do that Yo, over and beatbox? over. So I was like, "All right, guys, huh? You beatbox? Yeah. yeah I mean, fire. I'm not the best, but yeah, I beatbox. Yeah, it's dope for sure. I was actually planning on making a track soon uh, where I beatbox the whole thing and I and I record over it. Yo, this guy and I, I had the same idea. I, I talked to my engineer briefly, and then I just didn't execute on it. I, I okay, one time I, I went a little bit and I made like a. Yeah. I was like, how do I do this? How complex do I want to? And then I, I was like, okay, I got to do this like later when I can. But like, yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the illest idea. I'm like, yo, because I'm, th- I'm sitting there going, how do I actually save money? Like, why don't I beatbox? <laughs> make, yeah, make beats in my mouth. Why not? No shit, though. Maybe <laughs> you definitely we, can. That's a cool idea, too, eh? 
just to have like a beatbox cipher situation. We we, we got to be able to figure that out. We got to have like a beatboxing thing in the future. We kept talking. I didn't even think about beatboxing. Yeah, man. I remember you did a few, again, those that hard drive full of stuff that I'm never going to release. Had some times where I uh, I beatboxed. I just made, I basically beatboxed one stem of just me beatboxing for like as long as I could. I just kept going, just kept going. So I had enough space to write. And then after that, I did hums and melodies and harmonies over like another part, fixed mm-hmm. those up. And then I just wrote a verse, spit over it and it sounded dope, but no one's going to hear it. <laughs> but yeah, you could definitely do that for sure. Yeah, I love the idea. You want to spit a little beatbox? Just about, so this doesn't bust the mic? Yeah, for sure. Bust the mic, just spit a little like a one, one, two. Again, I'm not the best, but I'll do what I can. Hey. Hey. That was fun. That was dope. <laughs> oh, it keeps it going. That was good. Y'all like that? If y'all like that, put a little fucking email so the man can see it. That's right. Ismail knows what's fucking up. I got a nice from your lady friend, Bonnie. Woo! I, I was super into the like dubstep version of it for a quick minute with the whoa, 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 whoa. and I was trying to like fuck a lot oh, with yo. that kind of stick for me. I'm not good at it. I'm yeah. really not. I mean, yo, everybody's there fucking loving what you just did, dog. That's some fucking way goes. Um, Nope. Straight up, Willie's also done that beatbox thing. It's what it is. Yo, I like that. I like that idea of Yo. sampling the beatbox. That's Yo, sick. high kick kin. I'm gonna try and remember that one after. Maybe I'll forget. But that sounds like dope, man. I, oh, yo, I'm yo so... I've heard of that guy though. The only one I really remember is when I'm younger and that. Heard of him? If your mother only knew. Only knew. That shit. That this is a fucking banger. That shit is so good, man. Yeah. And then it was done. It was like nobody fucking gave a shit about beatboxing again in my life ever since, except for me. And then I remember somebody oh. told me how to like do this P sound technique. Shout out fucking Doctor Eighty. If you while we're watching, he'll know what that is. And he showed me how to do like a sound that's the one thing and then everything else i just fuck oh, around okay. with it i just i just fuck around yeah. with it right i got and it sounds like trash for years and then all of a sudden i got more melody game on and i'm like able to add like melody to it that's all i can do that's cool with it is i can add like a bass line or something to it well if you if you can figure out just like um just like your mother only knew beatbox where you was singing in yeah beatbox. razel that's who it is thanks for razel that's it yeah um man i was even thinking about this the other day i was trying to figure out the name again but yeah razel uh when i heard that that put me on the idea of like yo if i can figure out how to beatbox and hum at the same time at least and then i figured once i figured it out it was the yeah. hardest thing for me to to beatbox and hum but once i figured it out i was fucking doing it everywhere i was like yeah, yeah i can just hum a melody and beatbox at the same time it's no problem and then you start like doing weird yeah. breathing shits like <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to like find ways to like add those shits into it too, because like they add new sounds and stuff, and you start making all these fucking yeah. weird mouth noises, and then your girlfriend's looking at you like, "Guy, what? This sounds like awful," for because it always does it. First. Yeah, you crazy. <laughs> but then you it's know, true. and then I remember someone uh, doing um, something with their their hand like this, and you blow in or suck air into it, and it sounds like a scratching sound. Like, oh, that's cool. Like a like. Like something like that. I don't know, but it's it's like, pretty sick. I can't do it yeah. as well as that dude. 
But man, he said the Super Mario beat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. It's dope. It's just fucking what it is. I don't know if that sounded like shit. I don't often really think. I don't think I'm a Yo, good beatboxer. Yeah. But I feel like I can dibble and dabble enough. Yo, my favorite moment of ever beatboxing is I'm in Israel with the birthright trip and shit. So it's fucking free. And we're in the desert. And they make us make a circle as part of the exercise. And we're going to make a desert song. And they're like, people just make noises. So motherfuckers are tapping their fucking pants and shit. And then the chick's like, can you just start beatboxing or something? And she starts whispering in my ear as she gets to me. So I start doing the most lame-ass basic four beat fucking... Because, yo, it's actually really hard to hold the rhythm. It's really easy to do the cool shit. But to hold a... And to hold that for like five minutes is the hardest fucking thing in the world. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. So I picked the most simple shit I could hold. And then everyone started adding these layers of, ah, it was like fucking gorgeous, dude. It was like we created this fucking acapella slash people were like banging rocks and shit. It was nuts, right? In the fucking desert, too. That's awesome, yeah. That's sick energy when everyone's just vibing on the same level. And you're all doing your part, and you're making this like this music with your your body basically, and everything around you. It's fucking sick, man. I love it. I yeah. love it. I want to make an acapella group one day. I'm having gonna lie. This is metal band that does this shit. It's like all the instruments are like, and they're all like noises. So I started like listening to. I can't remember their fucking name, but they did a lot of covers and shit. Um, and huh. like all of it, but the drums are acapella dudes playing the roles of instruments using fucking phonetic sounds. So I started realizing there's a lot of power in certain things like bum ba da bum ba da bum or ahs and all these different like mouth sounds to play like different fucking instrument yeah. thing. And I'm like, yo, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I'm like sitting there going, yo, that's some interesting vocal exercises that could be applied to other things in my game. That's why I fucking yeah, don't stay that's... in the box. That's a cool idea, though. But definitely um, expanding out, man. Expanding out and trying new things for sure. Mm. It's it's all, all it's going to do is add to your repertoire, or or at the very least, um, let you know what you you shouldn't do. Basically, at the very least. Yeah, that's where like I learned don't release everything actually and think things through and be a yep. little patient because I yep. used to be like the kind of dude that was like in the studio. Yo, bro, I got to put this shit out today. Why? Why do you have to put it out today? Why can't it wait till like a week from now when you thought about it? And then here's why. I actually like put out some shit that sounds like shit. And then okay. when people hear some shit that sounds like shit, <clears throat> we're talking like 2013. We're talking like I'm, it's like I'm a noob. But like I still, honestly, I'm not the best performer. I'm not releasing it was great. Cause I got some perform. I got a lot of performing out of it. I don't know that I got a lot of fans out of that era. And it wasn't until I upped my sound quality that I started getting like fans and shit. But at a performing level, I was able to like get fans. That was a different thing. But at an album level, it's a different world, right? Yo, you perform a lot. I don't even know if we ever talked about you performing. I I have performed, yeah, but uh, not anywhere near as much as I'd like to. Mm. Um, again, I, I went because what I performed was good. I still enjoy what I did perform. It wasn't very many uh, venues. And then I just hunkered down and basically hermitized and tried to get better at writing and just didn't perform at all. <laughs> Unless it was at scratch and we were like beatboxing and fooling around. But um, yeah, no, I, I performed very, very little, but I definitely have a, a craving for it because those you, few times I did perform was just 
do you practice like do you have like a whole routine to practice your set and shit like he's in front of a stage no i didn't have a routine uh i basically went out and winged it but i did practice to um the vocals how i would project my voice things like that Mm. making sure i knew all the lyrics like to a t like i could do it just anytime i could just pop up start spitting the verse clean no mess up that's what i made sure i could do properly uh as for the actual performance i was just gonna go out and let the energy be the energy and whatever happened happened fair i uh yeah i i mean i'm just sitting there going willie just i was reading willie's shit he has beatbox improv competitions that had a dj and then he's like i got you after covid just fresh I'm like, the one thing I know is I'm going to practice the shit out of my next live set. Critical. What's up, Critical? What's up, Critical? Welcome. How was the game? I know you was watching that shit, too. Um, I know what the score was. I was asking how your enjoyment was more than in general, because that's what I cared about. Um, I actually don't give a shit if the Habs won or lost. Fuck, whatever. It's not my thing. Here's the problem with hockey. I'll tell you what it is. Um, There's two things to it. One is uh, it's like a full-time job to fucking give a shit. So I fucking, like, don't have it in me, right? Yeah, that's fire, dog. Actually, really, it is pretty fire. Um, so it's like a full-time job to give a shit about hockey. Like, if you're not watching the games, you're not really in it, right? Like, it's just, and that's a lot of time that I don't have, and I don't really want to do it. It's not, it's not even that. I could make the time. I just don't want to. Um, and then the other side of it is, I'm not going to lie, I live in Montreal, and I love hockey fans. I don't know how I feel about Habs fans, but they're not my favorite group of people in general to talk to about most things when we're out in Habs time. So Habs fans have, man, I know this is kind of a weird thing to say in Montreal, but Habs fans made me not want to watch hockey more than they made me want to watch hockey. So I moved on. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you got to be yeah. part of the club. And I'm like, yo, but Philly's dope. <laughs> like you can't say shit like that though. Cause Philly was dope. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yo, I'm like, yo, but yeah. fucking Boston's got some fire going on. What are you guys hating there? You can't say that shit. Like, yo, what's wrong with the Leafs? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't fully empathize with all of the beefs. I don't want to take that shit on, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <clears throat> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I, I personally, I, I never, uh, I, I was always a basketball fan. I used to okay. I used to play and I used to watch. I used to follow that like, like a religion. Um, and then stopped, just, just up and stopped. I just didn't follow it. I haven't followed it since. Haven't I don't really follow any sports anymore because I think I'm around I think I'm on the same page as I could put in time to watch it, but I don't. And now I've been out for so long. I don't even I, I used to ask guys like a year ago. I was like, so yo, Vince Carter's still on, on, on Toronto Raptors, right? And 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 someone was saying that he's like I don't know Ooh. if he's on Toronto Raptors. I don't know where he is now. Vince Carter. Okay. That's my. You know, I mean, I'm just. I, I don't know. Anyways, basketballs. I know how to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was uh, not, not to my I'm own horn, but I, I was. I was pretty sick. But anyways, it's the fact that I don't have the time. As much as I miss it, I love basketball. That's my. That's my. That's my thing. But I can't. I can't watch anymore because there's just too much going on. I got too much going on that it. requires my attention. So I can't even enjoy it. Even if I was going to watch it, it'd be watching like five minutes. Then I got to do something else. Then I come back. Oh, shit, I missed that. Uh, and come back. We got to retired from Critical. And yo, this is a game. No disrespect to y'all. Listen, man, I'm into... Oh, tired, okay. Actually, I spend all of that time that people spend watching sports and shit. I just... I really like video essays on video games right now. This okay. isn't necessarily playing video games. I like watching two to five hour videos about guys who played video games 
and wrote two to five hour videos about their experience. There's something about oh. this I find so enthralling. And I'm never going to play most of these games, right? I'm just never going to. So yeah. either I played the game and it's delightful and I remember shit. Or I'm never going to play the game and I can now hold my own in a lot of conversations I could never have held my own in. I know what um, a lot of the different franchises are as I'm watching these things. I'm starting to see what are the pros and cons. But most importantly, I'm starting to see why gamers have no idea what regular people like. Because they watch this shit. And then they make really weird choices. Yeah. Like they don't follow economic trends because we watch this shit. And it's a fishbowl of like... Yo, I watch people try to tell me that cyberpunk wasn't fun because of these things that I never would have noticed if I didn't watch these videos. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, soccer is extremely not the most fun yeah. thing to watch until you understand it. And it's like one of those things where the more you understand it, I think there's more of a love for it. Because as I started to learn the rules to the game, yo, shout out Golden fucking Jenny. Uh, recognize is her favorite um so oh, shout the fuck uh, yo golden jenny's gangster that's some norway shit right much. there that's fucking love from the norway yo oh, shut thank up thank you very much i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah thanks for listening that's so cool that's awesome uh email the ep for kicking it live because now willie can play our shit yeah now willie so, can play nope. our shit Nope. So now it's cool because before you're like, yo, I released it, Willie. I want to send you my shit, but it's out and I can't send you my shit now. So fine. All those other people can send you their shit. But now Willie can play my shit. I'm like, yes. I'll definitely send it to you for sure. <laughs> Actually, it's good for things. But yo, that's crazy. Tunisia, I can see how it's popular there. Um, soccer's popular everywhere. I'm just not like a sports guy. That's what it comes down to. I chose music as my sport. Like, that's how I see this shit. Like, it's marketing is my sport. Yo, yeah. I watch marketing motherfucking shit, too. I'm into that. I'll watch... You know what's also fire? I don't know if you've ever been to the Royal Institute or Talks at Google. They just pay famous people to show up and talk about shit for an hour. And they give it away freely. Hmm. And if you, like, dig through the crate... Like, Tegan and Sarah, as an example of somebody at Talks at Google last week. I was like, Tegan and Sarah? And it's some an innate fucking weird shit. But Google does this because it makes their employees happy. The employees get to go for free. They get a piece of content. They go, we gangsta. And they get a bunch of smart people coming through sharing knowledge with their top minds. So it's a bang, bang <laughs> for yeah. Google. And then they give it away for free. But the Royal Institute's like that, but it's British. 120 year old institution or whatever so i watched this shit is these scientist motherfuckers talk about stuff like i watched a fascinating one about linking autism to uh innovation i've heard a lot of that though actually the connection between those two yeah it makes sense because of like logic patterns people with certain yeah. issues not to say issues it's a terrible word people on spectrums maybe approach logic Yo, Tegan and Sarah is pretty fucking banging. Call It Off is a great tune. That's all I can say about that. Um, but yo, people on Spectrum. Tegan and Sarah, that's a... Uh, they're a Canadian sorry, folk group. Just two... Okay. Uh, they're twins, and they're both uh, not straight. And okay. they're huge in a certain community. That one. Um, and okay. then they also make fucking banging ass music. And that's how I know them. And then I found out all that other shit after. But really for me, it was like, I saw this music video and this song got stuck in my head. And right now it's playing in my head. It's so fucking good. It's called Call It Off. It's a really <laughs> good song. 
Um, That's cool. Mac knows your twins. Yeah, I was trying to say it different. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, cause yo, it's I don't not, know. It's not the same thing as though that group there. That's uh, what no, is no, it? No, no, uh, no. Those those ones are tattooed. It's all the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through yeah, my head, yeah, yeah. running through my head. Anyway, that shit yeah. is a banger. Okay, I love that tune, but they faked it, and they're really against gay stuff, is what I found out. Like they're really anti, they're like homophobics and whatnot. And I'm like, ooh, that's weird. But apparently, the label pressured these teenage girls to sell that image. It's really weird that whole story. Wow. But the songs, no, oh, they yeah. they happen to be actual twin sisters, Willie, and they both happen to be into this particular disposition. And with other people, they have yeah. other partners and stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. That's not the important part. The important part is they make banging ass folk, and they're Canadian, if I'm not mistaken, which is extra fucking cool. That's cool. And they were at talks at Google. Their sexuality was the least relevant part of this shit. It's just you know they're huge in that. Yeah. Community. That's, that's, <clears throat> <whatever>. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know, man, because you so know the spectrum. Uh, yeah, like because yo, like straight up, I got that borderline shit, and where it makes me different from people is logic. I don't logic the same. I think in a more experimental fashion. I don't have a choice. I don't see the things that people call common sense and normals and whatnot. You can see it in a lot of the ways like, yo, I'm pretty good at this because I've done it long enough through a lot of trial and error that I got okay at it. But it's not just this. It's talking to people. I get coaching. I read books. I fucking study the shit out of this. I mean, that's like half the books I read are about like self-help and crap because I'm fucking terrible at people. So it's a science. And, and I'm, I'm curious also if um, the link with uh, autism and innovation also can be uh, associated with the fact that like you're describing is when you need to improve something or when you know a certain thing needs to get accomplished, you know the, the path to get there. Like it's, you can, I just... If I do this X, Y, Z, inevitably I'll get here. So I wonder if that was what the video having that. Yeah. Having that clear cut notion of this is what I need to do to get there, yeah. obviously. But it's the fact that maybe someone else knows that, but just doesn't follow through as much as someone else would, uh, who is, who is on the spectrum because I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, if I there's something like, there, there's a predisposition to being willing to experiment on everything. Okay. So like everything in my life is a data set. I have to keep track of a bunch of shit, right? Otherwise I'm not going to be like, okay with things. I have to like my girlfriend, I treat it's, I know it's terrible to say this, but she's a project and I have to track stuff. Like, have I paid enough attention to her? Have we fucking done enough chores to keep the balance equal? Uh, and I, I pay attention to all this stuff, like their fucking key performance yeah. indicators. And I know it sounds fucking strange, but when I say I project manage my life, I mean, I really fucking, it's a project and I have to invest in that project if I want to grow that project, you know, babies and Absolutely, stuff. Yeah. And that, you know, you got to convince her that I, she should mate with me. So how do I convince her that she should mate with me? okay prove i can provide blah 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 you know like and it all kind of works yeah. like that she actually came at me years ago and said how are you gonna pull this off and that made me have a timeline and i had five years we're in year five now and i figured out a cool way to pull it off it took about four years but uh she actually put that on me and then i had to experiment and learn and fuck it but it put a clock on it and shit but it ended up being like trial and error content marketing is an a b testing game 
So I was able to evaluate what worked, what didn't. I'm able to take the fucking comments and create data sheets in my head and keep track, not necessarily in like a very detailed manner, but more like a card counter, positives, negatives, general tone of things. And I can see these patterns everywhere. And that's not my day job. So it's like I go to work and I do this in a whole different field. Yeah. So I feel like this is this is something that, for one, I know I could benefit from from improving if I had that uh, ability to not just see X, Y, and Z, but execute them in a in an orderly fashion, and do it in a consistent manner, because that would just mean you would achieve more um, consistently. Whereas I feel like distractions sometimes come into play, and even knowing X, Y, Z, you still get distracted. But like say like. I got to get the song done by this week. So that means I have to finish this verse, tweak it, mix it or record it, mix it. If it doesn't sound good, then I got to go back and do it again. And it's all, all these things I know I, I need to do. And then once all that's done, there's still the other polishing processes and this and that. But along the way, it's I'm working on a verse and then an opportunity for a contest comes up. Well, this has a due date on that. So I should probably finish that first before I finish this, because this technically has no due date. But in that process, I find a video for learning how to mix better. It's like, okay, well, I can save that so I can put that aside. So it's like, and then, I don't know, some other family issue comes up. So there's so many different aspects along the way that even knowing X, Y, Z, there's still, I guess, life that happens. Oh, that's time management. Yeah, exactly. So I need to get better at time management. No, that's, that's what I'm. That's that's what you need. There's those two words. Google that shit. There's a whole science and technique. I can break you down some shit actually if you want. After at another point, I don't know how much people really want to hear about time management techniques right now. But like at work, we actually get lunch and learns on this, and so uh, I got a really useful technique, and I basically use it really effectively to great success in my life. It lets me visualize my life by role is the quick version so yeah it is useful fuck it we're going to talk about time management a little bit so i have rapper that's a role in my life but let's say behind that but that's different than behind that suit which is a separate role for me because the role i play here is not me as an mc it's the opposite it's like i'm not an mc so i don't really talk Mm -hmm. about it that much unless it works itself in um then there's boyfriend that's another role i play and i gotta make sure that's reflected somewhere usually it's after 10 p.m as boyfriend time on a normal night um then there's gonna be exercise that's help that's holding time though that's just like self-help i guess that's another role i play like focusing on myself i guess and then that's reading and and so what i do is each of these kind of gets a color and then you get to allocate time to categories and then that's how much time you have for a category then within those categories you know how long it takes you to do everything but if you're only putting 10 hours into music and you know that it's going to take you 37 hours to make a song. I'm just throwing numbers out. Then you yeah. can now apply an effective way to allocate your time. Now you're going to absolutely fail at this and it's never going to go according to plan for a very, very fucking long time. But inevitably you create patterns that you can commit to. That makes sense. I, I, I've seen that developing here and there with certain things I, I know that I've I've practiced more often than, than not. Um, yeah, that actually cleared up a lot of things. Just that idea of if I put down on paper the roles that paper, I see myself playing. I don't mean literal paper. If you use literal paper, you're destined to fail. It has to be an electronic app that can be accessible at all times so that when you have a moment, like you're in a fly and, yo, like check it. Meeting popped up 11 a.m. Saturday. 
How am I gonna fucking ever remember that? Honestly, if it's on a paper. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm no. Get that that I agree. And then, uh, yo, we need. So I'm just saying it. It's also yeah. very important that whatever tracker tool you use is electronic. That I agree. I think well, mostly what I'm saying is is first for me how how I like to do it is I like to get it down on paper first so I can break things down and so I can mm. visually see it. Then once I get an idea of of what works and okay, this is what the template's going to be, transfer it over into the digital side because um, I don't want to be keep edit, editing on my phone and, and back and forth and this and that. I'd rather I like Yo, God, it's like this is all computer shit. This is where you bust oh, out the one transfer it over. You just do it all. I'll definitely transfer it over. I don't know if you ever used OneNote, dog. OneNote to me was like I never used the fucking paper again. When here's my problem, uh, it's a fish. It's basically like, and you can probably find the OneNote 2016 for free still, but it's a it's like a note taking app um, that Microsoft makes. But the way they structure shit, I don't know, man. You can just flow. It's like almost like a whiteboard experience, but you can type and you can uh-huh. add whatever you want. I just fucking brainstorm and I create these walls of like ideas. But you know what ends up happening? I can just delete shit and I don't have to do the fucking writing and typing crap. But I still get that visual ten. Well, for me it works. And again, I don't do this shit on my phone. I would never fuck with this shit on my phone because it's not a good space for me. I'm really into the computer yeah. for that. But then I have it visual in my face like that because I agree with you. But I find it just quicker on a computer or use Excel. It's like almost fucking designed for this shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I would if once I get this down, um, I would prefer to do it on the computer, um, not in the phone. But again, I have methods. I like to do paper first because because I'm I'm also I'm also I'm a Magic the Gathering fan. I, and that's what just that's the one game I play now. And every time I build a deck, I need everything out in front of me. Like I need to visualize. This is my Say, filter. What? It's my filters. It's the cheapest thing I could find for filter. It was the four hundred packs of yo, cards at the fucking dollar Emma. I got, I got, I got eight thousand filters here. If you want, yo, but, it's um, dope, man. It's way more cost effective. But yeah, I, it's it's the idea that I need it visually first, visual first, then I can transfer it into a. Is that how graph, you build decks? Basically. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your deck building. I actually care. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I play fucking Magic. I, I stopped Magic for the same reasons I don't play sports, but for a long time I played Magic. I was never a great deck builder, but I was playing during the era of White Crushes Everything and Spell... Uh, and I remember at one point I had this... Did you like, say White Crushes Everything? Back in that era when I was playing, yeah, White was the power move because it was back like human creations and you were like these combinations you could get where humans would effectively power each other and create renewable energy. Oh, uh, yeah. So this was like yep. 2013, 12-ish, right? Is it Return to Zendikar? Like oh, wow. Era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's when I last played Magic, okay? So, like, I know a lot's changed. Okay. But uh, Planeswalkers were a relatively new fucking concept at this point. Like, they were... Oh, yeah, like they're everywhere new. now. I mean, they were, they were kind of everywhere, but, like, they were, like, relatively new. And if there were only a few that were, like, fucking fire at this point and, like... You know, it was it was yeah. dope, man. I used to go to like the fucking tournaments where you would the the release tournaments. You pay a hundred dollars, yeah. And you fucking you would lose, but you would get the cards, and it was so fun. But yo, I figured in yeah. a limited sealed format, I had a chance at winning because of the six packs, and at least then I could do better than a draft, which has way too. Much. I told you, I know my magic, dude. <laughs> yeah, hey, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> it's dope. Shit, that's cool. But yeah, tell us about yeah, your deck but, building. Uh, but it's well. It's the same method. It's just I like to lay out. I like to get. Is okay. You know what? I could take deck building the same way I like to approach songs. 
It has to speak to me first. Okay. If a deck doesn't speak to me, I'm not going to build it. Just like if uh, if a song doesn't speak to me, I'm not going to write it. So you're not really that into like Googling pre-made decks. That deck has to have I a, hate it. you have to have a cool fucking effect, even if it's not as efficient. Yeah, exactly. I'm all about the, the, the fun of it. I want to build something cool. I could care less about pre-made decks, even if they work, they functionally work very well. Um, no, nah, it's like, I want to build my own. So Fuck that. <laughs> what I love about what you're saying is part of what made me stop playing magic was I was playing with my boss at work and shut up that dude. He's fucking crazy with it. He got so into it, pro studying decks, but here's the problem. All of a sudden his decks were crushing mine. Cause I don't have time yeah. to study the fucking metagame and guys listening to podcasts. I'm on calls. Yeah. He's studying the metagame because of his job is, like, you know, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this isn't the same. I want to do cool, weird combos with my shitty deck and I, with the limited exactly. cards at my fucking disposal too, right? Because we were playing type two. So it's like what you had. And you didn't have yeah. all this shit. I yeah. didn't have the fucking money to go. And I'm not, you know, like. <laughs> it's expensive. It gets expensive. Definitely. I don't know. Apparently, though, you can, like, I met a guy in Sageup uh, who would make, like, $20 decks, uh, Merc yep. your deck, because he was that good, and then he would trade you. <laughs> That's dope. That's actually dope. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people who hustled in Magic. I was really, because you had Abbott, I was into that community, right? I was into the club rooms. I feel like I got... I feel like I got hustled like that, but with Pogs. And I used to play Pogs when I was a kid. Yo, shout out Pogs. Y'all ever played with Pogs? Yo, did you act? Because that's yeah. where you flipped it. And then if yeah. it flipped over, it went to the other person. It was effectively gambling for kids. Uh, I don't know yeah. how that happened. I got, I got mad hustled. Mad hustled. I, I, I only realized he hustled me years later. Because, like, I had just got these Pogs. And he had this nice, shiny slammer. And he knew what he was doing. He's like, yo, like, check this out. Just, just put like a stack, and I bet you I won't even flip them. I'm, I was a kid, so I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's see it. He slams it. The whole stack. I don't know how he did it. Flips. Everything. There was like fifteen pogs in there. I just got them, and he just took them. That's fair game. And he left. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Cool. I hate life now. <laughs> so I just, I never, <laughs> it was horrible. I never really like played them. That's funny, Bonnie. You're adorable. I love you. Um, but, uh, I never really played them. What I used to do is take the pogs and cause they used to have like characters on them and shit. And I remember yeah. distinctly, I had a bunch of pogs of the cartoon show gargoyles and I would, oh, wow. and I just remember yeah. these ones cause I would play with them and I would have them all on the floor. Like they were like action figures cause I didn't have those action figures. So I treated them like they were like little action figures and I would make up like stories where they would like interact with each other and they all became like characters and shit. And then I would have like That's 50, sick. 60 pogs laid out on the floor. They would battle and you know, cause they could slide them around and shit and anything you could slide yeah. around could fucking fight if you're a fucking eight year old or whatever. actually came out. But yeah, Bonnie, you know, what you were supposed to do with them, it's a gambling game where you stack them up in a thing and then yeah. you had these slammers or whatever, and they were shitty plastic ones and they were heavy metal ones, kind of like Beyblades. Yeah. Hey, actually, it was yeah. the same thing with Beyblades. And then you fucking... Basically was, yeah. Slammed them down, Bonnie, and whatever flipped when you slammed it down was now yours in that stack. And then you yep. would restack them up. Straight up. And gamble again. 
and you would just gamble away the days um, with yeah. those pogs. If you did that, I I didn't really do that. I was more into Pokemon. You know, Pokemon dropped when we were young. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon was insane. But uh, yeah, I remember losing a bunch of pogs, and I I it didn't last long. When I had to keep going to get pogs, and I kept losing them, I was like, man, forget this. I just got the slammers, kept them because they look cool. Mm. Especially the one that looked like an actual Beyblade with metal with like yeah, spikes on it. I know it. what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, kept those ones. All the really cool ones that we decided were rare and or unique. The ones that were like green with that were had like a plastic see through and had like a nice design on it. Like, oh, that's rare, man. You got to keep that one. But then he would, you know, gamble it up and everyone would be trying to take it. But he'd place it in a certain way where it's like, yeah, the rest will get flipped. Those little paper ones. Not my slammer, though. So you'd never get to take a slammer. And you would just hustle. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Beyblades were dope, though. It was fun, though. Man, I remember that shit. Everything got all digital after. I mean, now this is my old mind coming out. But Beyblades was, like, fucking one of the last really physical, combative, like, adolescent type shit. You know, because we were teenagers when Beyblades dropped, right? Now, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I didn't get to play with Beyblades when I was a teen. I was one of those, I'm finally 18 with money. I'm buying some Beyblades types, motherfuckers. And then you try out the Beyblades and you're kind of like, eh, this isn't as cool as I thought it would be at 19. Yeah, huh? no. Maybe high was okay. Yeah. But, but yo, it's actually just in principle. It's so fucking cool, though, where you just spin the shit and they fucking battle. And then they fucking literally yeah. break apart. And they still sell them to this day. You know what sounds dope in my 30s? Beyblades tournament. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That sounds really good right now. I don't know if it'll sound good tomorrow. Sometimes these ideas are not good the next day. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, one thing that harkened to, to that time, which I thought was really cool, was the movie uh, Big Hero 6. I thought that was really cool. It reminded me of Beyblade type days. Okay. If you ever seen that movie, it's an animation. Uh, Big Hero Six. It's it's pretty cool. You, you should check it out. I will definitely, if I get the chance to check it out. I don't know. I don't like. Here's the problem. I want to check everything out, but then like, I have a full time job. This shit's yeah. eating up a lot of my life. <laughs> this, that, the next thing. I'm the same, man. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's like we watch 20 minutes of what are we watching? That show with the fucking fairy tale where like Bridgerton, Bridgerdale, something. I don't know. Whatever she wants. She liked that one. That one was like, I figured yeah. I'm not going to really watch half of it. I don't know. So like we watch stuff here and there, and I'm like, eh, it is what it is. And then I have to read, and it's like the next thing you know, it's yeah. like, I can't commit to movies. Bridgerton, that's the show. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think my mom watches that. It's cool. I don't hate it. I'm into some sappy shit. It's very corny, but the music's good. They have like, I like it when they take modern pop songs and like reappropriate them with like piano esque old timey feels to them. Um, I don't know. There was some Ariana Grande song, and I'm like, yo, there's some fire in it. And so musically, it's actually got a wicked soundtrack, which makes me really empathize with the cool. show. Visually, it's well done. Otherwise, it's some sappy ass fairy tale shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have a hard time watching those as well. But I mean, there's there's a few that that I'd like that were well done, like those rom com type movies. Mm. Some of them are uh, a little over the top. <laughs> like it's some some are just not watchable, but some are actually really good. I I, I like uh, actually I don't know if this is actually a romantic comedy. It's not. It's not. But uh, Instant Family. Is, it was really, really good. Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. 
who played a phenomenal role in that, I find. And um, I, uh, it's one of those movies that I, maybe I'm just being a sap because now I'm a dad, but uh, I tear up in that movie every single time I watch it. Mm. It's just, it's a very heartfelt uh, family type movie. It's about two, two parents that, uh, two people that uh, become foster parents. But it's, it's it, I don't know, it's really cool. It's uh, definitely one of my favorite, especially from Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's a versatile actor that people like. like he's, he's got everything under his belt. Plus, he has abs. So it is what it is. <laughs> that just, yeah, accentuates the fact, yeah. Because <laughs> he's yeah. one of those guys that lets you know. Like, he just makes sure in every movie you know. Like, I bet there's dudes that, like, write it into their script. I get to take my shirt off. Yeah. Okay. And this is the point. So this, you'll take your shirt off. Just pose for five minutes. No, smolder a bit, and then uh, you continue with your line. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, that's fair. I'll do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A few of them do that for sure. Matthew McCartney went Definitely. through a run in like the late two thousands where like all he did was walk around with no shirt on. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's his good. recent, his recent movie. Well, two recent ones that I've seen. Um, that I thought were really, really good uh, was The Gentleman is the most recent that I've seen. It's a gangster movie about uh, him basically pushing uh, marijuana. Um, and Interstellar, okay. I thought was really sick. Those two I really liked. Honestly, I liked Soul. If you haven't seen Soul, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Watch Soul, dude. You want to talk about a tearjerker? Yeah. I fucking cried, man. Yo, Soul fucked me up. It's like a Pixie, Pixar, Disney, Pixar movie. And like, bro, it is like, yo, it's, it's not for kids. It's for us. Oh, no. Okay. It's okay. like, it's going to speak to you. Because it's, it's, yo, it's, when I say us, I mean as artists and musician types in particular, given the protagonist is a jazz musician, dog, it's going to talk to you in a way that you're not expecting. And you best be ready to cry. Cause you're gonna have a good cry. Yo, I'm already getting chills thinking about what what no, to expect. I'm, I, look, dude, I, I barely like yo. I'm telling you, like I was watching people be like, "You gotta watch Soul." So like, we got the fucking Disney Plus. So I put on the fucking Soul movie, and oh my gosh, dude, it is it is like I can't. Rem Toy Story three hit me like this, you know. It's, it's a Toy Story <laughs> okay. three level, okay. okay? Okay. Um, I don't know. Parents bring kids down. to the theaters back. That happens. I've been to the I, when I saw Toy Story three. The, the fucking we were in the theaters and we were with kids and i was crying and the kid made fun of me <laughs> oh wow it was my ex-girlfriend's <laughs> like siblings like you know like when a sibling has like a 10-year gap and then the little kids the kids were like you know young young so we went to see twice anyway so the kids like yeah he's fucking crying i'm okay. like yo they the the, the toys are accepting the finality of their death okay it's a big moment i grew up with <laughs> <laughs> Getting all serious about it, man. <laughs> That's what happens. Did you watch Coco? No, I, I did uh, not watch Coco. I think I did watch Coco. Is that the one where he becomes a skeleton? No, he's undead. Dead or something? Spirit? Something like that? I must be. I think I'm mixing it up. It's fair. I'm going to go with. No, nah, I didn't oh. see that. I only watched that one soul because other people had recommended it and Bonnie was like, so here's what happened. I, I did this like live stream thoughts thing with Home Alone 
and it was remarkably a good movie. I didn't realize Home Alone 1 was that good. And then we watched The Santa Claus, and it was also really good. And I feel like, damn, these are some really original movies that really fucking tapping into the spirit of Christmas. I can't hate this mm-hmm. shit. This is actually really fucking good shit. I don't know if it stays like that as we watch more. And then I watch Soul, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the spirit of everything is in me. It's so, so fucking. <sighs> awesome. I can't. Like, most shit's awesome. not like that to me, but yeah, those three hit hard in a row. It was like nice. It was, it was pleasing. Anyway. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I've heard a lot about Soul. It is, uh. That's the one. Coco. Okay, yeah, so I have seen Coco. I have seen it then. It was, that was good. I really liked that. Coco was good. Um, Inside Out was really good. I like that movie. That was nicely done. Fair enough, man. I feel like I want to keep talking, but I'm also hungry because it's been about four hours that we've been live. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I feel you. I feel you. My, the hunger is creeping as well. So I feel like I just got to do the little wrap-up bit. So for all y'all watching, stick around. I'm going to pick somebody on Twitch, and we're going to fucking raid them, and we should do the raid game. So let's see who it's going to be. I'm loading up Twitch right quick. I should have done this. Um, we're going to raid DJ Bobby Payne. I don't know who he is really, but we still fucking raiding him because I think he's fucking around as part of the like the 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 pre-Jankobia vibe tribe who's fucking dope. I digress. Oh yeah, the stream's longer. I was live longer, I guess, but I also took a pee break before. But he's only been with us for about four hours. We started at yeah. seven. Um, anyway, so yo, thank y'all for watching this for real. Appreciate y'all for being here, especially on the live. Thank you are super much. cool. Uh, for you who's not on the live, thank you all for watching this in the future. Definitely go ahead and fucking hit the subscribe buttons and the like buttons. Leave your comments, all that good shit. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribbler. They're dope. They support what we do. If you want to support what we do and you're on Twitch, you can hit that subscribe button. Other people, you can go to patreon.com slash behind that suit. Anyway, on that note, thank you for being here, CB Mac. You were fucking wonderful. This was a